3: footballfancast.com real fans real opinions welcome to the chelsea football fancast the best podcast for chelsea fans by chelsea fans fueled by Guinness and powered by celery uh, we're back from uh, a very very cold stamford bridge we've frozen our nuts off there all afternoon and chelsea somehow managed to squander a 3-0 lead i just knew they would screw it up uh, especially when they should have won. A sign of the times? Possibly. Anyway, a great game for the neutral, but not for us, especially when playing against 12 men. Now, we will be discussing all the ins and outs of the match against Man United, as well as, of course, rewarding this week's Match Awards, the fannies for Man of the Match, Chant of the Match, Guinness and Salary Moments later in the show. But first, my guests this week are a lovely and rare appearance from Stew, Blue Stew.
4: Absolutely. Haven't described as lovely for a while, that's why I love coming back.
3: That's why you always stay away, because you know you get a compliment when you come back. I build it all up, you know. Good man. (laughs) Lovely to see you. You've kind of stepped in uh, because the salary terrorist is absent without leave this week.
4: It's a Norman for Norman substitution. A Norman
3: for Norman substitution. I quite like that. We have, of course, Dazza Mental.
1: Hello, mate. How are you? I'm fantastic, yourself. You're Guinnessed up. I'm glad to see that. Yeah, well... There's a few Americans in, I like to drink with them and also Super Bowl later on, so fuck it, I'm going to get pissed for once. Good
3: for you, Darren. That's what I like about you, Darren, you start as you mean to go on. I can always edit you out. Uh, we, <laughs> we have the legend is Cheltel, my right-hand man. A man who actually shared the limelight with me this week because he and I were interviewed by Norwegian TV
0: and we apparently subtitled, which is quite weird. Subtitled? So, so I'm told. Um, we're normally subtitled by English TV. I know. So, so that's, uh, I, d- I didn't like to tell him that. But, no, you know, fair enough. We, we,
3: we were on the telly. It was great.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's nice to be here even with a, f- a bit of mixed feelings,
3: yeah, I'm for sure. don't even go there, mate. And we also have with us a, a special guest, an old friend of the show, Kelvin Barker. How are you, mate? I'm all right, thank you. In the, in the
5: words of Gary Glitter, it's uh, nice, nice to see to boys, be, but it's good to be back.
3: Good to be back, <laughs> but not in a Gary Glitter sense. Definitely not, <laughs> no, no. Absolutely. I'll stay off
5: the Gary Glitter on a Sunday.
3: After watching that match, I feel as though we've taken one up the Gary Glitter, yeah, actually.
5: Me too. <laughs> Yeah. Not that I know that feeling, but at the not, moment, I think I'm learning it. Not
3: that I know that at all. Uh, now, um, more to the point, we actually have a very, very, very special guest on the show tonight. A man who extols all the virtues of the Chelsea fan cast, natural flair, never shirked a challenge, and always gave 100%, and his jokes are even better than mine, allegedly. Uh, a real Chelsea cult ho- hero, Mickey Thomas! Yeah. One Mickey Thomas.
2: There's only one Mickey Thomas. One Mickey Thomas.
3: There's only one Mickey Thomas.
2: All I can say to that, I'm glad he's not fucking Chivers. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's great. It's great. Obviously, I'm delighted and uh, to be here. Uh, obviously, a, a fantastic match uh, this afternoon. Uh, plenty of goals, and you know, you talk about the 12th man for United. I thought he had a very good game. He did, didn't he? Looked, he looked very sharp. <laughs> and uh,
6: he,
3: he earned his money today. Yeah, didn't he, I mean,
2: I, I think. You know, looking from a neutral side, I think it would have been a great game to watch. <laughs> that and you know, Chelsea getting a three-goal little line, I don't, I didn't really see that coming really because I thought Chelsea didn't oh, no. really do enough in the game, but they got the three goals. But. You know, United's pedigree as they showed over the years, they come back and, and got a draw.
3: Sadly, we're not neutral on this show. Or maybe that's a good thing, I don't know. Anyway, we, he doesn't realise how delighted we are to get him on the show. We've been trying to get you on this show for nearly two years, mate.
2: Yeah, I've been locked up for a while, so... I know.
3: My timing My timing was always piss poor, mate, but it, it really is. I am so thrilled it's not true. Um... Now we are going to be talking to Mickey about his time with Chelsea, uh, which of course many of us remember very, very fondly, and uh, and also what he thinks about the current side and modern football in general later, which will be fantastic, and just to prove... Just to prove, I'm not going to disrobe or anything, but in honour of Mickey being here, you know, I've got a shirt that probably would have been five sizes too big for him had he been wearing it at the time. But there it you was go. He's that, happy yeah, with that.
2: that. Yeah, that was that was the old kit we used to. We had one That's shirt only, right. take it or leave it.
3: My favourite shirt. So there you go. My so favorite. brilliant to have Mickey on the show. The Chelsea football fancast, three 0 and we fucked it up. Real fans, real opinions.
5: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels.
3: Right, we are back uh, to talk about the game. My God. Uh, I mean, the first thing I've got to say really, Howard Webb, oh. Man, I mean you know when he got when he got you know when I knew he was gonna be the ref, I just knew I just knew that man you were gonna have twelve players. And and right from the get go, he was, you know, running around like a tit, wasn't he, Tell?
0: Yeah, and even Fergie tried as you, his usual tricks, he tried to big him up before the game, he even did. though we all know that he's his twelve man anyway, he tried to bullshit before the game, Fergie saying, We get nothing at Chelsea all the time. How much does that bloke want, Ferguson? Worst thing was for me, though, tell, is that every, every decision, there seemed to be two
3: things that were going on. first one is that there was now a new rule. There was a new rule uh, in the game, in the laws of the game, which is when a Man United player is down on the floor rolling around pretending to be injured, it's an immediate booking yeah, or a free kick. I didn't know that they'd passed that law.
0: Well, it's um, Fergie's law, new law. Fergie's uh, law, we call uh, it. When, uh, when he booked to toys, I was saying to the people around me, Webb couldn't wait to run over to book Torres. He, he was so full of joy. But what he did led he, it. He ran over. What did he. Stu,
4: please Stuart. explain what, to me. What was Torres booked for? He put, he put a mild bit of a shove on, I don't know, was it Johnny Evans? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, uh, as, as the ball was already safely in De Gea's hands, I mean, I couldn't think of a, of a worse thing for a referee to do in such a high profile game than to give himself such a rod for his back than to book Torres for that. How are you going to be consistent in this game if you're booking Torres for that? Ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And yet
3: he didn't book. Uh, he didn't even give a free kick for when Torres was scythed down. Well,
4: there you go. That's what I mean. The consistency was never going to happen from that Absolute
3: point. Absolute muppet. Uh, uh, but you know that aside, and I know we'll get on to the the madness of the second half. Uh, in, in, you know later on, but you know to talk about the first bit of the game. I, you know, same old problems. Frankly, the build up was too slow, as always. Uh, you know, giving the ball away far too much. I didn't think they were committed enough in the tackle. Darren, you, you, this is like sounds like a Darren rant coming on. I think,
1: but we had some good chances. I think in the second half of the first half, United actually had good long ranges. I think in the first half, like Sturridge just shot, um, where the had to save it, ran really, in the corner stuff like that. I thought was good. I, I don't know. I thought we played right. I don't think we're too bad well, I just think that United we, we both had some good long ranges it's Neither not bad it's not just the
3: general of, you know look okay I'll, I'll nail my colours to the mast not that I need to because I do it every week you know um, for me picking uh, Maluda. why pick Malouda why I, I, hang on I haven't finished why pick Maluda and why pick Morellas because they give the ball away all the time and they slow down the ball here's the thing with Maluda. Tell and I were moaning about this at the at the lemon break weren't we when we were in, in our own private bar in Gate 17 and, and I said the thing, you know, Maluda. when he runs at a player, he stops. He will not try and take him on or beat him. He stops. Then that allows time for the second defender to come on him, which means he has no option but to pass it. Yeah. And invariably he passes it back, by mm. which time they've got 11 men behind the ball. It, it's just so obvious what's happening.
1: Well, it's the thing. Yeah, he, okay, he wasn't scaling around. He's making the wrong choice every time He's losing the ball. Um, I, I can't understand why Sturridge came off and Maluda stayed on all game. I mean, considering Avb loves to do all three substitutions, he didn't. I think it's only the one today, wasn't it? it he yeah. did, re-
3: but recently, the last few games, actually, he's been, you know, because uh, we were moaning about it. To be fair, earlier part of the season, we were saying, "Why does he? What is it? Is it like kind of football management? You know, colouring the dots so or whatever it is, what the m- is? You know, you always have to have use your three subs, and he brings them. All, and, and recently, he's not been doing that. And, and <laughs> I agree, you know, I can't. We were crying. Guy Cole, who, who stands next to me. We were both saying, "Get Malouda off, bring somebody else on." And what does he do? He takes Sturridge off and brings Romeo on. Why?
0: He's got a couple of banker players. Morelos is, is ever present, and now Malouda. The Portuguese the apart from Malouda, Malouda now is, French, now is ever but, present. Yeah. Oh no. And, and but they're not the best players. That they're not on top of their form. So. But why is, is he keeping them? They're the first names on a team sheet. I mean, I don't, I don't think Morellos
3: was as piss poor as he often is, and I wouldn't. I bl- was a bit better. I wouldn't, first, I wouldn't. Oh, hang players on, players. I wouldn't blame him anyway, because you know, at the end of the day, you know, morellas I don't think is a, is, is, is good enough for Chelsea. But Maluda, we've seen him play well for us in the past, and this season he's just been shy, Kelvin.
5: I'm not. Uh, I'm in the minority here because I'm not a Maluda hater. Um, I think he does tend to perform. I think he's up there with the assists. He Usually chips in with goals. Mm. Stats man. Uh, but but no, I know I know I'm in the minority. Maybe I'm wrong on this. I've, but I'm going to say I think Sturridge was chosen over Malouda today because Sturridge was making a lot of bad options today. He was being his usual um, greedy. greedy self. Yeah. yeah, everything you know had to be about him. Torres got pissed off with him. Mata yeah. had a pop at him. You know you can't have players like that in your team if you're a team. And we are supposed to be a team. So if he's going to keep cutting in, cutting in and taking silly pot shots from silly angles, then you get him out of the team until he wises up. You know, Mourinho would have had hold of him and made him into a top player by now. Yeah, um, And he, he needs to just cut that silly stuff out.
4: I think I have to say I think you're in a minority of two in this room because I tend to agree. Is that I think Malouda, he, <clears throat> although he's frustrating and he doesn't back himself to go past players, I think he's tactically quite a clever player. So a player that managers like to play because he's he's going to think a bit. His positioning isn't bad. He will track back.
3: Yeah, but hang on, you say he will track back. You can actually two of the goals that Man
1: United scored in the second half were attributable to that idiot Frenchman losing the ball. Uh, I think the third I, goal. I think A. Louise was looking around to see who else to pick up. Luis lost concentration on his own man. He was looking around the box to see who was um, being picked up who wasn't, and that gave Hernandez room. B Ivanovic was slugging out to Ryan Giggs, the only thing Ivanovic did wrong all day was that when Giggs got a ball out wide, he gave him enough time to do an um, inch-perfect cross. Rather than dwell on the negatives,
3: uh, because I have got the hump, you know, and I mean, half of it, as I said in the intro, is because when we were 3 0 up, I just thought, you know what, we're going to fuck it up. I just knew we were. Tell and I said it on the tube on the way back, didn't we? Yeah.
0: We just knew, didn't we? Yeah, well, you know, they they just sort of stopped playing. After after the second goal, they were fully up for it, Chelsea. They were going at a decent pace, passing decently, and they scored a third goal, and then they just stopped. The pace went they looked knackered to me I don't know they, they did look leggy
3: didn't they and actually at 3-2 the worst thing was is that they just sat back and they invited United on which is just you, you cannot do that yeah. against a side but like United didn't
0: close United down at all at any time it's just unbelievable like they, like the wingers of, man you you know they, they were, had to chase the wingers from inside uh, the, the goal area rather than being anywhere near the wingers all the time so no wonder they got tired
4: Mm. I, th- I think two simultaneous things happened to really change the balance of the game, which was Skulls coming on and Essien's legs just just going a bit. Yeah. I don't think he had ninety in him, and no. all of a sudden we were stretched all over the park, and the intensity that Essien had, which was brilliant uh, for, for as long as he was had his legs about him, uh, just had gone. And then our midfield looked so weak when when Essien mm. when he ran. And, and actually,
3: you know what? As in, in, you know, to be fair, to be fair to uh, Avb. Or as Ari, the Twitch might say, uh, or as Ari, the uh, the seem-to-be-jailed uh, football manager, one would hope. But, um, you know, as he would say, it was, oh, we're down at the bare bones. And actually, he's right. I mean, if you looked yeah. at the bench, and again, Carl, lovely lad who, who stands next to me, we and, the, and his other mate behind him, they were both saying, Jesus, that's a very weak bench. And actually, it, oh, it, yeah. it was pretty, you know, pretty bare, to be fair. That rhymes, isn't it? It's good on that. It, <laughs> I got there in the end. Uh, so in mitigation, I suspect he had no choice to, to, but to have uh, Malouda on, and we all kind of knew that Sen, uh, you know, he wasn't probably going to last wouldn't out the wants, nine minutes. To
0: stick on someone like on
3: Well, why whatever? not? Well, because he hasn't tried him before, I suppose. But then, Blimey. why have him on the bench? <laughs> yeah, you know,
5: well, he yeah, had Bertrand lined up to come on. Um, or Bert,
3: as he was announced. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, oh, was pa- Paul had the uh, the team on his iPhone in the pub beforehand. And I looked on the subs bench, and there was this bloke called Burt. <laughs> I was saying, "Yeah, bring Burt on. I like <laughs> yeah. that." You know. Oh no, Bert. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, he Bert. had him.
5: He had him off the bench. He was readying him, and I think they were, I think they then scored their second goal. Yeah. And he obviously thought, "No, this ain't the place for an innings. Let's let's player. let's try and hang on to so, a
3: three-two lead. That's what yeah. it looked like, didn't it, Kelvin? Well, i bring,
5: bringing on um, um, Romelu. Know, yeah, that that, that taking said, off storage. That yeah, that's what that was what he was trying to do. Um,
3: yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, but
5: that wouldn't. I, I mean, that wouldn't have been such a bad move if it if it had worked out because. Yeah. Um, you know, you, if, it, if it's getting a bit tight like that, then you, you, you protect what you've got. But it's—I uh, don't know. It didn't okay, work hands around it.
3: the table. How many people around the table, and I include the benches in this? How many of us thought
1: at three-two that Chelsea would be able to hang on? No.
6: Well
1: wow. I thought we win four-three. I thought they'd score third, but I thought we'd score fourth. I always thought we'd win even at three-two. I just. I love you, Darren. You're a glass half full kind of guy. But we could have done it. Look at like, Mata's, um free kick. Look at Cahill's shot. We could have beaten him for free. And, and Essien's yeah. as well, if you remember. I, mean, I didn't I, think that was. I mean, it was betting one that he went on for a throw. But Essien's all that, Do you know that's twice
3: he's done that in a week? He did that against Swansea as well. Mm. And did I, I thought the only player capable of doing a shot which you can shoot from the middle of the park and miss the corner flag was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbeck. <laughs> That's <laughs> twice this well, But, as well, as but as that, as that, that, that was a
4: moment of him. His legs had gone at that point, and yeah. he, it was a moment of I'm just gonna shoot because I'm not gonna be able to walk past him with his ball. My but he did get whacked.
3: a good one on target, to be fair. After that, and, yeah. and yeah. C- Cahill last minute could have won it. I mean, that was, that a was such shot. a shame. Like, Look, yeah.
4: talking talking to some
3: positives. I, I mean, you know, I wanted it to be so positive, and then you took me down this negative road. Honestly, it's nothing to do with me. Um, but I was going to say Branner. I thought had a great oh. game today. I thought he's. I mean, there were two two. Oh. oh, Benches, benches, give us a song. It's nice to get a round of applause.
4: It's
1: not often. number two
3: Ivanovic. I was going to say, not often. I get the clap, but there you go. Um, but uh, old oh dear olden but golden chance of air yeah. fight thing yeah I better have a reach around for that one um, but uh, branner, uh, I thought the two instances that I loved about, I mean I thought he was brilliant he was an absolute rock he was immense all day but uh, that brilliant uh, kind of interception on a pass that was destined Wait, for yeah. somebody who uh, would have scored yeah. and then when he took it off the toe of I can't remember who was attacking probably Ashley Young I don't know but he took it off their toes they were about to score and that was so hard to do because he oh. was Really running the risk of putting that in the back of his own net. So the skill required and the balls required to have done that were fantastic, I think it was Welbeck, actually, and I
5: think he came out of his position because he'd seen where the danger was and actually got in ahead of Welbeck. So
3: I I thought Branagh was fantastic. But I also thought that Sien had a good, solid game. And I actually thought that Cahill had a very solid game. And actually, I felt that he grew into it as the match went on and got more confident and felt you know, more at home playing in a Chelsea
1: shirt
4: but yeah. he, was, he was bossing the back line around quite yeah. a bit I like to a lot see of that. this going on
3: organising it
1: all he gave his shit as well like, yeah. you, you can see like, his actions after like, an incident ever happened he really did care I just think we weren't closing down outside the box that's, like, no. th- their chances were outside the box they weren't like they weren't breaking us down and midfield being that's the midfield oh, yeah. issue again exactly. right. I agree, I agree that's the thing though. Essien played well, but him and Marilla. Well they don't. I well. mean
3: Matter doesn't track back. I I my argument would be why should he? Yeah, Sturridge exactly. doesn't track back really like he should because no. he's lazy. Malouda doesn't track back because he's slow. Doesn't really you leave you with much, much, does it? Yeah, you've got Torres that does. That's the thing. Torres yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. is here, he's there, is very fucking where. We should yeah. start
5: singing that song to him, you
3: know, because he bloody well yeah. is. Yeah.
5: But, but be fair to United as well. Um No. We'll, no, no, no. <laughs> But to be fair, you look no, at Rooney's no. performance today, Ro- Rooney actually was pulling all the strings. Yeah, he, he was pulling, back pulling Howard Web
3: strings all game oh. Yeah,
5: he was, he was. But we've only got, you know, at the end of the day, we've blown a 3-0 lead at home mm. against a very average Man yeah, United team. absolutely. So we, we've got to put the Howard Webb shit aside, really, and actually look at ourselves. Here. No, absolutely. This should not have happened. The but thing but Rooney picked us off.
1: Uh, what I don't get about the Rooney thing is, uh, no one actually realised he just did the same thing every time. He got the ball... He looked like he's gonna shoot, he like go inside looking to shoot and then just lay off to the person next to him. And we just all ran to Rooney and just let them.
3: Rooney, help. I thought, started to play and I think Kel so I think it might have been Kelvin who mentioned it, it might have been Tell, I don't know. But actually Skulls and I remember when when I was watching it and again Carl and I were talking about it, but when Skulls came on he changed that game because suddenly yeah. United had a player who could put their foot on the ball and pull all the strings and pass it. And it, and, it, and the reason I, I remember it very uh, vividly was because it was in such, such stark contrast to us. We had nobody in that side who could just calm it down, put their foot on the ball, and make an accurate or a decent pass. But the other thing, of course, was it actually freed Rooney up to do damage further up the field. Because until skulls came on, Rooney was having to do that far deeper, and it wasn't causing us really any trouble. I thought first half disgust.
5: Well, there were no
0: there were no AVB tactics to uh, to close down anybody, Rooney or anyone. You know, uh, skulls came on. The word should have gone out. You close him down to anybody, uh, but uh, there was, and then there's nothing. No one, no one closing down Rooney, and nobody closing down anybody. So, so I couldn't see the tactics. Mm. You know, they just let man. You have to have the ball, and uh, all mm. the time in the world to pass it about. No closing. You close down some danger players, You stick someone on you, say so you stick up that bloke's ass, and you don't let him. Fucking you say, move. look.
3: Chell Taylor said, when you see that bloke, have a reach around. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you would Kick say. Him the ass, Kick him up the arse. Kick him up the arse. That's it. Hit him on the head. Hit no,
0: no, we're not doing yeah. that one this week. We're but but, do but, but but Chelsea just they just let the players the many players go anywhere and there was no sort of um this boat has got to be sorted out none of that at all that's
3: what I mean when I said I just didn't see any commitment in the tackle there was nobody prepared to put their foot in they they let them run about
4: well I don't think we fancied ourselves man to man I think everyone who had an opposite number to to mark thought they'll do me if I get too close to them so we gave them a lot of time on the ball I think there was a lot of that but for some reason with skulls, he's got to be an easy guy to tackle hasn't he he's not going to run past you no, so but, you know, uh,
3: much as it pains me to say it, he's a superb football player. Oh, he's
4: fantastic. I mean, he was, he was spraying them left and right and we were stretched all over the place. It it just we?
3: goes to show, doesn't it? You don't have to be uh, young and fit and able to run around the pitch for 90 minutes if you've got the ability to pass a ball and control the game like he has. Like
1: was the same. Hullet. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Run for yeah. His Hoddle as well.
3: Yeah although we're not allowed to mention him anymore are we Darren (laughs) Um, what about the penalties then I mean you know I I didn't think the first one was although the guy uh, you know I better not say that I didn't think the first one was because it just looked like it was a 50-50 and you know they just were shoulder charging each other it was a pen. It was. I mean, I, I'm a long way away, Kel. Yeah, no, I've seen it know. after the
5: game. Honestly. Yeah. The first one was a pen. The second one wasn't. Yeah. yeah cause so I, I couldn't even
3: see what happened with the second one. I didn't even see who tackled who or who got but fouled.
5: Wellbeck actually made contact with Ivanovic. Welbeck well made back, contact uh, with yeah, Ivanovic yeah he, his, his leg came into contact with Ivanovic not the oh, other way it around was a trailing yeah. leg or something like that it was one of those oh, yeah, yeah. that oh, clever right. one that they did but Howard Webb yeah.
3: was so quick to like give him a penalty couldn't he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't, go the no, couldn't oh there we go I've earned my bonus today yeah. unbelievable so they were fairly soft All the, f- the first one was definitely pen. penalty yeah. Sturridge was clumsy he was clumsy
5: he shouldn't have made the challenge he should have let him go he was ahead of him he should have let him go he was clumsy I Mm. think he went in with his wrong foot as well actually yeah he did maybe that's why he
4: doesn't track back because he's Mm. crap at it. okay
3: fair enough so one of them was one of them wasn't Um, but one of the things I I, I found quite interesting actually after the third goal went in uh, which you know Typical Actually I was really Very pissed crazy. off About the two goals we scored Because I was still drinking My hot chocolate So I couldn't celebrate As exuber- exuberantly as I wanted to They should think about these things Really they shouldn't should they should do if ABB should say that Allow ten minutes For Chish to drink his hot chocolate Before you score It's like Should be in their contracts G. Yeah
4: well It's part of his half time team talk But right. whatever so Keep
3: um, it tight for ten But um, No kind of fast forwarding a bit when, uh, when Man United scored Their equalising goal uh, Matter Absolutely did the most Unbelievable hissy fit Yeah Threw his arms down and he looked straight across the pitch at Malouda which is my point about the third goal. I he think was I not think happy. It was that
4: simple as, as Malouda He was not happy, though. No, I know, but you know, he's Spanish. they <laughs> have got to get it out of their system somewhere, haven't they? Yeah. But no.
3: They don't like the French anyway, do they? Well, I don't like the French no one, much. I <laughs> going to say.
5: How, how frustrated must Matter be, though? He's come to yeah. a Chelsea yeah. team that for a good for a few years now have been really yeah. good. And to be honest, he's on a mentally he's on a different level to everybody else on oh, so yeah. that pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know? he really is. And he must be frustrated. It must be getting him down because he's still performing week in, week out. He is our little shining light. He scored quite a good season. goal, didn't he? Yeah,
3: it was Yay! <laughs> <goal>. <laughs> Tell, finally, we get to what we want to talk about. Do you want to take us through
0: it? Because you had a perfect view of that. Uh, yeah, but I was in the bog. You weren't! <laughs> you <laughs> weren't! You, know, uh, you fool! See, I thought, i I, thought, I got a lager at half-time, I thought... <laughs> Two minutes before it's going to kick off. I'm
3: sorry, I'm sorry, that's I made my day. Up. That has made my I think, day.
0: That you but I saw that. the replay on the thing.
6: But,
3: uh. Uh, okay, tell, I can tell. I actually had a better view than you, even if you weren't at the bog, because I was right above it. And, yeah, uh, right. and it was a lovely layoff by Branner. Again, and uh, the cross that Toro's put in, technically, absolutely. F- you, and where I'm standing, you just saw the curve on the ball. Oh, f- it's like a missile, <coughs> like a smart bomb directed to matter. And he, and he well, what I mean, you know, what a volley! What oh, a goal! Yeah. Superb goal. What it, Kel?
5: It was a great goal. I've got a little story about it as well. We were just coming back from our- You weren't
3: in the bog as well, were no, you? No,
5: no, no. We we'd just been fed, and it obviously it ran a bit sort of over. So we were just going back out. Were you, in the, were you in
3: the West um,
5: Corporate Hospitality boxes? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're good um, in there actually. Oh, fantastic they are yeah. aren't they yeah, yeah. but um, a big roar went up as we were about to go back out and I thought sounds like a goldsmith yeah. it hadn't occurred to me that the screens in there because we were in the ground could be on a different time um, but they oh, were there about five, se- five seconds. A delay. Out. Yeah, and then it sort of suddenly occurred to me. I turned around and I'm watching it on the screen live, as such. But like the ball's gone across about five seconds later. That's late weird. He's, yeah, he's in. Yeah. That's weird. That, so, I don't know no, so. hell of a goal. Hell of a hell goal. Of a goal. <laughs> yeah.
1: it yeah. took it very well.
3: And uh, the funny thing is, of course, Toro's providing. I mean, actually, you know, another nice thing about that goal was the celebration afterwards. They all went. I mean, there's. I mean, this is the thing I don't understand you know clearly when you see something like that happen there's a massive team spirit there you know you can't fake that shit and they were going mental for Torres for that so there's clearly a lot of spirit and support for him there and yet at other times they play like there's absolutely no team spirit or teamwork
4: well, I they don't, d- I don't know if it's team... I think it's chemistry. I just don't see a chemistry which, which really ties the whole team together. Especially when we got, you know, Sturridge going on his own into the box. And Torres and Matamez will not be yeah. there. There was, was a
3: very famous man once said, Seems to me it's chemistry.
4: Or no, lack of. I mean, there, was, there is no spark. It's not a team that's well-oiled in the box. That, was, yeah, that so was
3: for Daniel Klassen, by the way. Was
4: it? I hope he's laughing. No, he will be. <laughs> oh, He'll good. get it. Good. Um, you but,
1: swim in Rush. Uh, how did you guess... How did you know? Just Darren? a little winkling. I mean, I've heard you one or two times talk about Rush before. Yeah. So. Okay. Sure I thought my neck out. Wait, it's not this, natural science.
4: Way. Get on with it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting it now. Right. They
1: used to tweet this shit as well. The prayer you did about two months ago, didn't you? Just tweet Rush yeah. songs. Yeah. And
3: and Ian Ian Davies from the from the Imperial. There's a lot of us out there, Darren. Yeah. Be very careful. <laughs> anyway, <Stu. laughs> Uh Yeah, say, I say I think his band sounds like Rush. What more do you
4: want? Only <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but I think the, the chemistry Which did out for that goal That the best moment Of football in the whole game Was our three shining lights The three players Who do look yeah. like, like Players with talent and, and Torres, Mata, Branagh Yeah exactly Between the three of them If they, those three can just Keep linking up Then maybe we've got something
3: But to be to be fair Stu I mean this is the Another puzzling thing About Chelsea at the moment Because actually one person We haven't mentioned at all Is Peter Chekow I thought It a superb yeah. game today There was about three or Apart four a, a bit great of distribution Distribution, yeah. Dist- distribution
0: yeah. poor. But, but what great Great saves. handling you
3: That's know, sure. th- those are the kind of saves that, well, that he keep going again. He was our he captain. He didn't show it. No. He's and quite especially bad, when he? the goals go he, in. He, he didn't make his presence <laughs> felt in their penalty
1: box no. enough, Darren, I don't think. He, Well no, we're letting it go, I, I don't agree with keepers being captains. No. I just don't see it. And when we're letting in goals, there's no one there riding the team up, getting them back up for it again, out there, leading by example. I mean, yeah, he made good saves, but there's nothing else he can do. Who, well, who should have be ca- been the captain then? Ivanovic. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't You're right not, I looked around the team Thinking Who would I pick As captain There wasn't many people S- But <laughs> I just No he's too shy He's too he quiet We've got too many
5: quiet men Yeah, yeah. Outside.
4: Well I think Checkies as well Because yeah, the so amount of the times The defenders turn around And have a go at check Because he's not communicating With his yeah. back line It's quite a lot
3: Anyway um, What I was about to say Was what puzzles me Is that actually If you look through the team today And you go through them all Czech had a good game Browner had a really good game Cahill had a good game Luis had a good game Bloody hell Boss Winger I thought Had a good game I coat him every week But to be fair Boss had a decent game Right He had a decent game Essien had a decent game Mata had a decent game Torres had a decent game So out of A team of 11 Only Meluda Morellas And Studge didn't have a decent game. That's only three out of the eleven.
5: Having a decent game ain't gonna get you very far. That's my point entirely.
1: Thank you. Something played well for a first hour, I think. The last half hour it disappeared a bit but I mm. thought it was alright.
3: But what what this is the point I was trying to make with, with Kelvin. You know, having a decent game isn't enough when it's only eight of you out of eleven that are having a decent game and actually if three of you are having a piss poor game, it fucks the whole side up, and that's my point. You know, they not they are not at it enough to be winning these games at the moment. Decent
5: is average, and mm. we're an average side at the moment.
3: Thank you very much. We're a mid-table, so we play yeah, we like a mid-table <laughs> side. Yeah.
4: yeah, but sometimes you can get away with that by having a good, strong, tight team ethic and a good, tight team philosophy, you know. I mean, so many teams down the bottom of the table survive every year purely because of that with shit players. And a little bit that can take you so far, but we've got none of that. There's none of those players. There's none of the sum is larger than the sum of the parts for, for Chelsea at the moment. Not, no spirit, none of it.
0: yeah. There's yeah. no. There's no, no great spirit. But you team look, I think. I mean, whatever. I hate
4: to go on about Mourinho's size but we have players like Thiago, who for really are quite average players, but just you know, shining in a team which is which is strong, and there's the, the team is winning things, and there's none of that. The only way we're going to win games is when a couple of players have amazing games, score a couple of goals, and we wing it for the rest mm. of the game. That's the that's the real problem. Yeah. Where do we
3: go from here? I mean. And we've just, you know, to be really honest with you, you know, um, on that, uh, the 90 minute football show that I do on the Sunday, uh, not today. not today, obviously, cause there are more important things to do, but, um, you know, I said, I said, uh, before, uh, on last week before the Swansea and the United game, I said, I, I see us getting two draws and I was actually more worried about the Swansea game. You know, I thought we might get ripped apart and actually for most of it we did, but, um, you know, I predicted two draws, we've got two draws, we scored three against United, but I'm still feeling really gutted because, you know, oh, it does well, my there, head in. Well, there's
4: in. two stories, isn't there? That's it? the that, way it happens. Well, yeah, exactly. One one story is we've played United and we've got 3-0 and really we could have got beaten before 90 minutes. But the other story is there's no way after 60 minutes you should be losing a three-goal lead. No, no I mean,
3: that, that's it, due And I mean, Tell and I were saying this on the tube back you know it doesn't matter who you're playing against if you're 3-0 up you do not you know you yeah. do not let that there one there were so slip. many
4: ways to protect 3-0
5: leads yeah. and we didn't do any of them and we were uh, at home and we were at and home what used to be a fortress and I know. as Mickey said to me during the game today Stamford Bridge it's is not Sandcastle. a fortress at the moment for us we we're, we're, yeah. were time wasting
1: as well like after the third goal yeah like whenever Chet was getting like when Chet was getting goal kings off we were time wasting we just um, when we were corners as well we'd just walk over there like it's embarrassing at home to watch us have to use like delaying yeah. tactics
3: it was a bit. So where do we go from here? I mean, you know. I...
1: It's, just,
4: it's horrible, isn't it? Because it could have been, oh, another could great
3: have, We catalyst. could have beaten Man United yeah.
1: 3-0. I mean, that would have kept me happy for about a month. Send Seriously. All sorts. You know. It would have, if, if you do that, then the, the, the morale, the team, the belief and everything else, like, if we had won 3-0 or even 3-1, it wouldn't have really made a difference. Like, we would have still been, like, the teams, like, the higher the team, especially when we haven't got our best players out there. As well, it would send messages, but it just didn't happen. Because like. I mean,
3: there was a lot of panic before. I was reading Twitter a lot before I went to the game, and there was a lot of people thinking, "Oh dear, I think we're going to get really done yeah. today." You know, there was a lot of fear. Before Twitter's we full
1: fucking idiots though, as well. That's yeah. the trouble. Yeah, oh, well, you're we're on there, there. Mm-hmm. and I predicted we'd we'll win 2-1. Torres yeah, we, Brace I said actually so yeah. maybe I'm a fucking idiot as well yeah, well, yeah but, because you got it
3: absolutely wrong so <laughs> that would prove that Darren quite quite fundamentally
1: okay yeah or fundamentally <laughs> fundamentally fundamentally oh, okay. yeah, very, yeah. very good but I think people like because we can on our day I think we can beat anyone and uh, Old Trafford we're, we turned into a yeah. good performance yeah. and after that game we were singing we're going with the league we weren't taking a piss well, at least I wasn't because I think we could have done like at that point in the season like we did play really well there. Yeah. We kept attacking and we kept and kept and kept attacking. But today we didn't and they attacked so quickly we were yeah. so lethargic and attacked. It was a shame. The one thing that stands out and Mata did play brilliantly is his pass out wide to um, <laughs> yeah. Maluda and Evans in the 17th is straight to weapons. And Taurus started. Taurus, storage, Meluda, Mata all up there and that was the only thing really. We just don't attack. Mm. Um, Keeps slow. We'll, like. Yeah, we are. It's far too casual. That's the trouble. Oh well, never mind Um, We're going to have a quick break And then we're
3: going to come back And after we do We will be talking fannies That will cheer me up And me Football Fancasts are always on the lookout For enthusiastic writers and show presenters To get involved with our fancasts If you want to go And think you can represent the fans' views Email us at Getinvolved at footballfancast.com Right, uh, we are back And uh, in, in true Chelsea Fancast edition we are going to start with Man of the Match. And uh, my one and only nomination this week, although, actually, to be fair, I thought there were quite a few good performances, as we've already discussed. But my nomination is for Branagh, who I thought was fantastic. Yep. Ivanovic. Ivanovic.
1: <laughs> Chelsea's number two.
3: Ivanovic. No, he gets my vote. What about you, Kelvin? Man of the Match yeah, today? Yeah,
5: great. I agree. I thought, yeah, all along, I thought he was. You've soon, read the rules yeah. of
3: the show, the rider that says you have to agree with me. I oh, like I that. Yep.
5: No, well-deserved today. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, without nominations, he would have been my choice. Yeah. Anyway. I thought it was outstanding today.
0: Absolutely. Jeltel. Um, I thought David Luis was superb today. I, Again. His vision is improving. I don't know whether he wears glasses, but his <laughs> through balls are superb, and he, and they are improving. He, he's finding players in great positions with great long balls, like JT has done, and Frank Nberth before him, but Ivanovic was superb today. It's got to be...
3: Yeah, fair know. enough. I'm glad you mentioned David Luiz actually because I just think he's looking so far. Well, he's far more assured at the back. Why? I mean, oh, I, and I'm glad you mentioned Frank LeBeuf in the same sentence too because he reminds me of, of Frank because he yeah. he you know he's actually he he gets us out of trouble at the back through skill, which he, I love to see. He
0: gives himself so much time yeah. on the ball. His timing is impeccable, yeah. and and his through balls now well I, one of them was my Guinness moment in the match but we'll get on to st- that yes. don't, okay. don't,
3: don't keep that one keep no. your powder dry okay.
0: but, uh, yeah, but yeah Brando I was like the way he no
3: Branagh
1: fair enough three for Branagh Darren yep yeah, same he did yes. some great things I loved when he tries to wind people up as well Like when he clapped Ashley Young into the um, sponsor board and he just sort of slapped him on his head and then just jogged off again after that when he got um, taken out from behind by I think it was again Ashley Young mm. and he just yeah, got man. up and just Got on with it like nothing happened. He clearly I got in, hurt though because when he went down, he looked in pain. It was embarrassing though. United players like how long they all spent on the floor. Anything eventually just sort of got on with it. And he did. He made some great challenges. He read the game really well. I felt bad when I said it about the third goal. But that was the only thing he did wrong. He just did not get near gigs quick enough. Gigs had so long to pinpoint across onto Hernandez head. That's the only thing he did wrong. But otherwise, he was fantastic. I was. Yeah, so there we go, Stu.
4: Yeah, well, you know I hate to agree with you, Chidge, but um, yeah, I don't I have do. to on this occasion. Oh, God, I'm gutted. It's, it's boring, this, isn't it? Terrible. About it. He just look, he'd, he'd stepped up a little bit. Perhaps, you know, when John Terry's uh, finally finally not, not there for us, maybe uh, Ivanovic is going to be the man to captain Chelsea, as we've said before, and because he, he's got all those qualities, all those battling qualities, the timing... All those things. It, it was. It was great to watch, particularly in the first half. Maybe just because I was closer to him, I suppose. But closer to the heart, even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very good. Well, everyone should be getting that one. I no. T- no they're not on it no, Fair enough I got it <laughs> hey, Thanks tell Give me a minute uh, No just blood and thunder stuff And yeah and the, ti- the timing of it as well Because there's so many of those He comes in at such a pace He could really clatter someone And get sent off And the only time he did get booked I, Was, I was think... when he lost his temper And just gave someone a right nudge I know
3: Which I love to see Because yeah. I, I love I just I, I mean there are numbers I think there was some row going on it, it must have been Evra. It must have been yeah, well Evra. Wellbeck had
1: one as well. And,
3: but I, no, I'm pretty sure it was Evra. Pretty sure it was with Evra. And I just desperately wanted Branagh just to fucking nab him, you know. Smack him out. I just, one of these days, that I'm going to, I will take the three-match ban. I will take the three-match ban just to see Branagh dick <laughs> some mouthy little cock like yeah. Evra. I mean, it would be worth it, wouldn't it, it, would. it Kelvin?
5: It would, without a doubt, No, yeah. I mean, Mickey, yeah.
3: Mickey would have approved, wouldn't he? Mickey would have done it himself, he? would have done it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Was his <laughs> first right off? it Sorry, yeah. sorry, Benches? It was was back, it? So it was I think he did it for you, didn't he? Yeah. He said, I, I, will, I, will, smack, I will smack Evra for Annalise. And now I must break you. <laughs> I will crush you. Yeah. Now I will crush you. <laughs> I love Brenner. He's just, he's just, I love him. I love him, I love him, I love him. I, brilliant player. So I'm so glad he's got... Oh, but quickly, Benches, are you all in agreement with Brenner getting him out of the match? 100%. They're all nodding sagely and saying yeah. 100%. Good stuff, there we go. And right. James
1: Coppert said the same thing as well, by the way. And
3: I would do anything that James Coppert says. And I'm delighted to see that James Coppert is actually in this uh, month's version of CFC UK with his JT boots. Yep, and the picture. And the picture that yep. we broke, that story, on the Chelsea fancast.
1: And sent it in for CFC UK And I well, sent so. it in to
3: CFC UK and the editor did actually put it in there, which is all good stuff. Right, chant of the match. Um, actually, it's quite a lot of choice today. I thought there's quite a few good ones. There's a good Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea... And there was a very good one, England captain. And I know there was the good Gary Neville one. And no, you can't. You're forbidden from doing that one. I wasn't going to. Yes. I thought there was a good Torres, Torres, Torres. I thought there was a very good version of... Oh, David (laughs) Lewis, you are the love of my (laughs) life. Oh, David (laughs) Lewis, I'll let you shag (laughs) my wife. Oh, David (laughs) Lewis, I want curly hair too. I quite like that. But I, Mickey
4: I, Thomas wants that curly hair back as well. I was going to say, yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> I still haven't put that picture of uh, Mickey Thomas with the with the David Luiz wig on Facebook. But, but anyway, does he need one? Uh, well, no, there's well, maybe a, now he does. It yeah, is good. You should see it. But anyway, um, so I'm a bit torn. I mean, I, I'm going to say one England captain because actually I felt it was appropriate today, uh, in JT's absence, that we reminded the world that we support JT. I don't know. I'm going to go for that one myself. But what about you, look Kelvin?
5: Thursday night channel five. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Thursday night channel, channel 5. Thursday five. Thursday night channel five.
3: I'm tempted. <laughs> I'm very tempted <laughs> oh. about that one. So that's a Thursday night channel five yeah. for Kelvin.
0: Tell. I thought the Chelsea Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea was brilliant. Good, It was really
3: loud. Yeah, all over the ground, fantastic. We said this a few weeks ago, didn't we, that you know that song's good when your ears hurt, when all the crowd around you sing it, and it was definitely one of those All over the ground, it was great, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm still gonna go for one England captain, but that's Chelsea Chelsea, uh, Thursday Night Channel 5.
1: Don't get me wrong, I like those songs, but the best song has to be, I don't even think they should have sung it, if they did I didn't hear them. Who's the wanker in the wig. Yeah. Who's the wanker in the wig? Who's the wanker? Who's the wanker? Who's the wanker? wanker in the wig? Oh, there was another Rooney one.
3: Oh.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not your own hair, she Wayne Rooney. Not it's, not Rooney. Not hair. A... It was,
2: it's
3: not your own
1: hair. It's not, not your, your own, own hair.
3: hair. Rooney. Rooney, it's, it's not, not your, your own, own hair. hair. Rooney, it's not your own hair. Did you not hear that? <laughs> um, well, There was another Rooney one that I liked, which was only kind of emanating from, from our corner of Gate 17, which I quite it's like. Fat granny shagger, you're just no, a fat, fat granny, granny. shagger, which I quite like. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I
1: don't like that one as well. I didn't yeah, hear that one. I know you'd like. But that we one. did. Who's, Who's Went a wig at Old Trafford as well? I thought it was the best one. Then we didn't do that. It's not your own hair one or fat granny shagger. I always like old Roger shagger, granny than Colleen. But <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see it today. But I've always liked that. Shame, because that's a good one. Well, we haven't got
3: to you yet. <laughs>
4: it's due, It's due. Um I always love against United you know when they United shit. United you know shit.
3: shit. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. And longer God, and everybody's and going louder. for a different one. This is going to be
4: difficult. It's good because it stops them singing it, and they do stop singing it.
3: They do benches. Benches. Give us a song. And they uh, shut up. I mean, that's <laughs> <always> <laughs> well. it's fuck yeah, so. Okay. You You're bunch right. of amateurs.
0: The, right. the Shed End was constantly singing. Um, damn it. Pressure. <laughs> Pressure. <laughs>
3: Deep breath, Uh The shed oh, sang. We something?
6: are the Chelsea and we are the best. best. We yeah, are the, the Chelsea, so perfect. fuck all the rest. Oh.
3: Okay, benches. Generally, any any particular favourites
1: from that? Because we're struggling to choose a winner this week. Yeah, was I was going to mention that. Yeah. The shed looked awesome after Lewis's goal. They were all like the whole, the lower, the upper. They were all bouncing for fucking ages. It yeah, yeah, was that that rocking was in the I shed ends.
0: Yeah, Murphy in twelve bouncers. They
3: were
1: rocking they were shit in the whole
3: oh, thing. Oh dearie yeah, me! I tell you, I'm stumped. Well, everybody's like it's a dead heat between all of them. G- G-
1: As we all know, it's a geography, so it's your choice. Uh, that's true.
3: Right, remind me what they were again. I said one England captain. Uh, uh, tel- uh, Kelvin, said uh, Kelvin said Thursday, uh, Thursday night. Telsa, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Chelsea. Uh, who's, the who's the wanker in the wig? Shit. Shit. And they liked everything. Uh, I am actually, and though it pains me to do this, I'm going to agree with Darren. Yes,
6: <laughs> who's the wanker
3: in the wig gets the vote tonight? Uh, right. Okay. Guinness moment. Well, that's, for me, it's got to be the whole, the whole, the whole kind of combination of the Torres matter. goal. Yep. That was fantastic.
1: That in the first half, Sturridge's shot. It, it was his left foot, his favoured foot still, but it was just going right in the corner, and De Gea made a great save from it. Oh, yeah. He made two great saves that end of the matter free kick in the last minute. But yeah, that is our goal of the season so far. Matter's goal yeah. has to be. Has to be, doesn't it? So that's my but it was moment. the cross and the shot. It was everything it was about it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Everything yeah. about it. Yeah. All right. And also a lot of people would have probably fucked that up. Like It was just so cool his finish. and It was straight near the keeper, but he just had no chance. You I did say, say something that.
3: rather stupid after that went in to Cole next to me. Because I was so like having an orgasm about that amazing cross that Torres put in, and of course I'm right above it, so it looks so much better and I, I actually stupidly Kelvin will laugh his cock off when he hears what I'm about to say I actually stupidly turned around the car and said mate that cross was so good even I could have put that in <laughs> actually on reflection really? I probably couldn't <laughs> have done to be really fair I think you could I'll back you Yeah, but maybe not quite as I don't know. stylishly as Matt I did I think
4: I'd have stopped and clapped it as it went past me and it went I have to say
3: I'm it. really glad about one thing though is that we didn't get that stupidly awful pilfered from Aston Villa Juan Matter, my lord sang after which I really don't like that song
1: yeah I don't either But they White, Some of right. their ones are funny Like One More Treat My Lord And the rest of it But like, you know We need a proper song for
3: matter I've already told uh, He Who Must Not Be Named What it should be We sang it on here ages ago Yeah oh, I God. hated I that About who plays And the since when have you right. Been the barometer Of what we should sing on And that's that. why you edit me out Exactly I've
4: got one for
3: Yeah you're the songsmith For yeah, God's sake
4: uh, yeah. uh, You are the one and only I mean that would be Quite nice wouldn't it
3: oh. No because that's oh. a Chesney Hawke song Come on God is
4: your sense uh, no,
3: not when it comes to Chesney Hawks, mate. I draw the line.
4: 40, fans singing Chesney Hawks I can see yeah,
3: I can. It. I can no I can way. See. No. Do better. Right, I'll where were we? Torres Matter. Me and Darren are going for the Torres Matter. Kelvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this is going to be unanimous. Tell.
0: No, I'm going for... <laughs> for what I... I'm, I'm Mr. Torres... Oh, you were in the Kazi, weren't you? I I missed it by one second. I just got to the top of the stairs and it had gone in... By the way... Anyway, never mind. So what are you you going for? The shake, did it. I'm going for (laughs) David Luiz's cross in the second half. Right into the box. It was... Brilliant cross. I mean, I can't remember which right. minute it was in, but it was superb. And i was thinking, and I thought at the time, that's a goodness man. Oh. Uh,
3: the ant on Twitter twi- twatted me to say, "What is a gypsy's kiss?" <laughs> <laughs> I had to translate it for him, and tell him. <laughs> right. I think yeah. you guessed guess. There's not yeah, many right. things that rhyme with kiss. He's from America or Australia, mate. Right, so Torres, Torres, Mata, Torres, Mata, whatever Tell wanted, Torres, 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 Mata, Torres, Mata benches. Yes, unanimous apart from Tell, but that's why we love Tell because he's different. Now, celery, celery moment this week. Celery moment this week. Um, I have, I have actually got quite a few this week. Really? Yeah, I have. Well, just hear me out. Uh, I thought Louise's goal celebration was just bonkers. I (laughs) love that. I have to say, I love that. I thought you might have missed this, but in the build up to uh, the Torres Matter goal, the ball was coming from our defence out, and two Man United players, I can't remember who they were, uh, tried to take the ball, and they missed the ball completely and bumped into each other and lost oh, yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah. And then the ball broke free, and then it ended up with Branagh. And it was just, I was so busy laughing my cock off at that I nearly missed the build up to the goal. Which I just thought was brilliant. But I have to say, if anything was redolent of times past in terms of proper chelsea it has to be being 3-0 up and losing and, and ending up drawing after being 3-0 up. I'm afraid I, my vote has to go for that this week, Tell No
0: way. No um, way. Because uh, isn't it supposed to be a, an enjoyable moment? No. Uh,
3: it, it, it can be proper Chels it can be proper Chels for all the usual definitions of proper Chels it could be a moment of absolute sheer comedy and stupidity or it can be a moment redolent of Chelsea's past and we yeah, used to do all this right. all the time alright right, thank all right.
0: you uh, my one is, is David Luiz before the goal went for his header because uh, you know it was free kick was there to be taken who took the free kick again um, Matter, yeah of course uh, but David Luiz went and stood in the place where he wanted it, sort of nobody around him for three or four yards, and he stood there. And it's obvious that's where he wanted it. And then he went back, and the, and Webb blew the whistle, and the free kick was taken, and David Luiz moved exactly into that same spot and headed yeah, the ball yeah. in. You know. <laughs> As old man you twats couldn't see what was going on. <laughs> How know.
1: stupid are they?
0: I like that. He stood there all by himself, nobody around him. I like that, that's a good shout.
1: De didn't even move for it as well. When Louise headed it, literally, he just did their static. Um, I don't actually know, to be honest with you. Much, you? Mm. I, I think I made one you know because you beforehand, remember we were having a pint before we came here, Tom was saying oh, I'd hate I have to pick a salary moment, and I can't, I, I think I said one, but I can't remember what it was. And I don't think it's actually that good. Just there wasn't really. The only thing that I enjoyed was when um, in the second half when we were three 0 up when actually two things. i I I'll, I'll give it to the shed ends, because I thought they were brilliant when we went three nil up. I just I, honestly I thought they were brilliant. Yeah. In contrast, United fans, like away fans always like yeah. better than home fans, yeah. they were shit after right. that. Yeah. Like they were giving it large for about like fifteen minutes or start of the game and after that they were shit. And the last like, five minutes, after Hernandez scored, neither team was singing at all because everyone was so fucking nervous. Like, mm. And it includes injury time as well. Like, no, I was. I liked it though when De Gea had to get, a, it was a goal kick and everyone would just, A, he didn't get the ball back and B, everyone just putting their middle finger up at him as well. I did like that, but Shed in, oh, yeah. shed, shed in for you? But overall, Shed in for you.
4: Fair enough. A couple, I think. First, um, Rio Ferdinand getting the last touch on the goal. It's quite good. I like, I like that after Louis headed it. Oh, it yeah, yeah, shoulder. with the shoulder. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I remember yeah, seeing him going on goal for West Ham. Um, but uh, Ivanovic going in and going really, after he, he was pissed off because he had those two shit decisions against him from Webb for yeah. two non fouls and just going and giving him a shove and taking a booking for it. Oh, that was
3: quite nice. Yeah, Okay, Kelvin, the last salary moment goes for you. Do you need reminding us to what the salary moment is?
4: Yeah, probably, A salary
3: moment (laughs) is a moment of what we like to call a moment redolent of proper Chels, which could be anything that we would define as proper Chels, or it could be something redolent in the old days of Chelsea, like a a thunderous chopper tackle that sent somebody into Rose Ed. Or something's just completely stupidly Chelsea, or it could be something of high comedy that we've seen in the game, either by a player or the support. Now I've gone for us, you know, screwing up a three-nil lead. For me, that's redolent of the old that's days. Yeah, exactly. Tell's going for
0: David Louise uh, telegraphing his header.
3: That's right. Yeah.
0: All the Manu players, <laughs> and, and they ignored just it. Exactly. Doing it.
3: Darren's, <laughs> Darren's going for them. Kind of putting up a uh, uh, kind of something on the window, oh, on so finger, yeah, the yeah window, so that yeah, to cover so, so that so yeah, so that we couldn't oh abuse shit. Neville anymore, which I quite like oh, Yeah, they and Stu's have, going yeah. for Ivanovic hey, flattening Ashley Cole,
4: just
3: because he felt like it. flash flattening mm-hmm. Ash- Ashley, Ashley Cole Ashley, young. Yeah, Ashley young, 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 yeah, which I quite like. That's quite so. The, what what I'm do I'm you mean, reckon? Right. You can go for whatever you like, but just as a barometer,
5: cocking up the three nil is proper chill. So that's one. Darren's use of the c word is proper chill. Old school so that's another one we could and, give the whole award to and, Darren I should <laughs> have. fair enough so they're two old school proper Chels yeah. and then there's the new school proper Chels getting a meal at half time oh yes you tart, <laughs> you absolute
1: tart. none of are. us can complain though we've all done it this season we've all done the old cup. we have actually so. it has
0: to be said yeah but some of us were working yeah some <laughs> of us were some of us weren't there to enjoy
3: ourselves <laughs> yes. certainly not when they had scousers in the box with oh, us oh no <laughs> um, benches any, any, any suggestions from the benches Anna Lee
6: kicking everyone in the face yes
3: that That gets it for me every time
2: I think it's the glorious unpredictability of Chelsea. The same as what you said. You come up three nothing. We're jumping around like it was the happiest day of my life, and then we end up drawing. Yeah, but like, you see, this
3: is the difference. Course, right? This is the difference. I knew we were going yeah. to end up losing or drawing. You we know. Came
2: in and we said, you know, we would have been happy if, if it had been kind of
4: a shit match and we had ended yeah. up with a draw. We would have been just chuffed about it. But we went up three nothing, and we were like the happiest kids on earth. And then, yeah, we ended up. Yeah. Going. Yeah, I
3: have to no say price. I agree. I am I am going to use my chairman's casting vote and I'm going to go for us, uh, Chelsea, screwing up a 3-0 lead to draw 3-0 like they would have done in the days when Kelvin would write about it. <laughs> and okay. he's, I, For me, that is proper, Chelsea. I know for the wrong reasons to tell, you're giving me that look, I know, but I think we can all see why. So there we go. That is your salary moment. That concludes the Fannies for this week, which I have to say have been very enjoyable. They've been... Uh, Been lots of energy, unlike Chelsea's performance on the pitch. So, well done, you all. Uh, Right, we will be back after the break for me to sell you lots of stuff. For the latest opinions and news, check out the Football Fancast forum and blogs. Read what your fellow fans have to say and join in the banter. Okay, we're back and it's my favourite part of the show because it's it's the bit where I can try and flog you stuff. Where I can try and make money out of you. I mean, you know, FIFA fair play and all of that. I need the money. You know, it's only right, Darren, isn't it? I should get my slice as well. I like cake. I like cake, and I want my slice. Absolutely. So we're going to start the ball rolling with uh, uh, my plug for the t-shirts. We've got uh, fantastic Chelsea fancast t-shirts. They are on sale for fifteen pounds ninety-nine in the UK, twenty pounds ninety-nine in Europe, and twenty-five pounds ninety-nine. For those of you outside of Europe, they are available in medium, large and extra large. And all you have to do to buy one is go to the merchandising page of the ChelseaFanCast.com website and you can pay via PayPal. But of course, if you are really smart and shrewd, like Tom, all the way from Laguna Beach is, he's very smart because he knew, he knew that if he, um, all he had to do was to buy a flight stay in London for a week. <laughs> Not that it cost him anything. And then he knew he would get £5 off a Chelsea fan cast yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. Oleka, a
1: £16 discount. Yeah. Tom saves £16 by flying over here. Yeah, I know. So he knew. He knew. He knew that that was the smart thing to do. He flew. He did. He flew on a Saturday, fly back on a Monday. I know. Tom, yeah, it's right. the
3: future. It's the future. But actually, no, seriously speaking, if you, if you don't want to get him off the website, I won't be upset. But all you have to do on a match day, is uh, go to the CFC UK stall, which is situated opposite the Fulham Broadway uh, tube exit, and you will see Marco Worrell, the lovely Mark Worrell, Gate 17 man himself, and he will, uh, he, you will get a t-shirt for ten pounds. And then when I turn up about half an hour later, I will take that ten pounds from him. It oh, works beautifully. It yeah, was the got, cycle of a, life. An actual ten-pound one over here. There we go. Up. Girl, The girls are holding there one up. Go. They bought one. Do you buy one as well?
0: The good girls. girls. That love means that. Fan it's my but, moment. that
3: means Marco, I haven't, I haven't got my money off Marco yet. So hopefully, they bought two. Love it. I love these two girls. They bought loads of t-shirts. They're nice t-shirts, aren't they? Don't you like the logo? It's beautiful, isn't it? Man? You get a lot of really good looks by wearing it. Actually, on that note, the other thing I should say is that if you do buy a t-shirt, whether you get it from the store or uh, online, um, I love to see photographs of you in strange yes. places, yeah. of you wearing the T-shirt. Now, here's yeah, one yeah. tell Here's one tell that you won't have seen. No. Uh, Paul Crowder. Remember Paul? Yes, I you remember Paul. Swan, yeah. Swan, Swan, Swan. Brilliant Paul. Love him. Nice, geezer. Yeah, you know, he's, he's at the moment, he's doing uh, the mix, the sound mix for his, fi- his film on Formula One. And he took a photograph and he's got a photograph of him in his Chelsea Fancast T-shirt playing the drums. He used to be a drummer. Excellent. It looks brilliant. I don't think he did it as part of the I want to show everybody my. You know, he just happened to be wearing it and oh, I just oh, looked good lad. like. It. Well done. Right, so, Paul. well done, Paul. And, Paul, we miss you. Come back to London yeah. soon. We need to see you. We do miss you, mate. So, there you go. Um, that's the old Chelsea Fancast t shirts. Buy one now.
0: Hurry up! Tails off. Custodian says, receive messages about football stuff on your phone and you actually get paid to view the ads. You get a sixth of revenue of every friend they sign up. And for everyone that selects Chelsea as their team, we'll enter you into the draw to win signed Chelsea's shirt. Watch out for the link to Custodian on our Facebook and Twitter.
3: Very true. I will put that up as soon as I can when the show's gone up there. But it's really great. I mean, if if you've got an iPhone, you download the app and uh, you basically get emailed uh, on your phone all sorts of ads for football and fun football stuff. And every time you view it and go through to the website, you get money.
0: And you get paid Sign your, f- it. Sign your friends up.
1: Lovely. Now, are you going to do the old Keegan one? I am indeed. And I'm glad because last week I wouldn't do it and so did Celery Terrace because we both love Mike Keegan. Yeah, so. there we go. And he won the battle, though. So um, here we go. A long time Chelsea. And also his Twitter. He's got the best. Um, you know you get 160 characters to say about yourself. His three facts. I eat more cereals than you. It's something about loving Chelsea and New York Yankees, but I just love that I think about the Lovely. cereals. What a great fact. Long-time Chelsea supporter and fancast listener Mike Keegan works for Star Travel in New York City and is offering his services to any fellow Chelsea fans planning on travelling to London or Europe from North America. So if you're coming to a game or even to meet the Chelsea fancast crew, get in touch with Mike at Star. Quote Chelsea fancast as a reference and they'll sort your travel out. Star Travel offers exclusive student, youth and teacher discounts which can be very handy getting across the pond. Mike's email address is mkeegan at startravel.com. And that's Keegan, K-E-E, not k e a. So MKegan at startravel.com. It's like his brother, Kevin. Like his brother, Kevin. He'll love it if you book through him. Alternatively, you can find Mike through our Facebook group and details will also be on the Chelsea Fancast website. Well, they will be when I put them on there.
3: But the great thing is is that I am told reliably that uh, the new Chelsea fancast website will be launched next week. I've been saying this every week for the last month. But I am told reliably that it will be. Um, so when it is, have a look. I mean, you won't find that an awful lot has changed. What I do hope is that you'll find that it actually works. Because I know we've had a few troubles before. But the homepage will be the same. The merchandising page will be the same. The chat room is... We've got an updated version of the chat room. But effectively it worked the same. Um, And then we're going to do lots and lots of blogs on there, I hope. And we're going to get lots of people, hopefully, to contribute to uh, blogs as well. We've got lovely friends who write. Danielle knows lovely people who write, and she will probably do a guest blog for us. Uh, The lovely Junai, who is not here this week. Also known as CFCJ, underscore J, D, even... She's going to. But there are lots of other people. Kelvin as well. We're going to get a whole load of people writing on there. We're going to write more regularly. So there'll be much more interesting stuff to read on there than there has been hitherto. Um, and uh, and there we go. So hopefully that'll happen next week. Now, other bits of quick news. Um, the Ramirez interview that I had planned, uh, although I seem to have written it interviewoo. Don't quite know how that worked. But anyway, the Ramirez interview that was supposed to be last Thursday has been postponed. The one that was in association 188BET. Uh, postponed because uh, he was injured and were, was having rehab, so he wasn't around at Cobham. But I have been told faithfully that it is postponed, not cancelled. So it, it will happen another time. Good. So there we go. So do not fret. Uh, and very, very quickly, don't forget you can join our Facebook groups, either the group or the page. And there are loads of people on there that you can ab- so, that, so that you can have nice banter yes, with. <laughs> No abusing, please. No prejudice and absolutely no criticising of people's piss-poor English. My, <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. Because the thing is, you know, he who lives in glass houses should not throw stones.
0: Uh, who are you talking about?
3: Anybody who criticises piss-poor English and then goes and writes it themselves, like what I do. Oh, fair enough. All right? I so, don't. No, tells English is perfect. Yes. Uh, but anyway, Facebook group, Facebook fan page. Uh, we also have loads and loads of Twitter accounts. Uh, I'll read out all of our Twitter Handles at the end of the show, uh, and of course, another great thing is that we have a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Uh, now there's loads of stuff up there, mainly uh, us being interviewed by London tonight and other things. But tell, we've got some great news for the punters out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, because on Friday, you and I uh, met Oli from TV2 Norway, didn't we? Yes, we
0: did. Yeah, what a nice bloke, as lovely
3: well. bloke, Oli, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Froze our bollocks off during oh. that interview, didn't we? Oh, not off.
0: Not off. Standing still in the freezing cold, Gigi's lips are quivering. Yeah, well, tell, tell, <laughs> <With laughs> the freezing cold. Tell did allude to this. On- tell did allude but to this. Tell, it wasn't, tell- Norwe- it wasn't that type of a Norwegian film, Stuart. Tell actually oh, alluded to this on Facebook. I I you, no, no. Wait, sorry. Tell alluded to this
3: on Facebook because he said that my lips were quivering. Uh, yeah. It was actually so cold that my lips were quivering. Uh, and my eyes were watering. Yeah. But I did say on Facebook that it was only because I was in the presence of the legend that is Cheltel. Yeah. He what liked a, that. What a bad lie. Don't I know, but why. it made you feel good for a while. But that was fun. So if you're in Norway, I hope you saw it. It would have gone out sometime today, I presume, or maybe yesterday. So uh, we're big in Norway, Tell.
0: Yeah. And uh, we had to do at the end, we had to do a hard look to the camera. We did. And so he, he said that you don't mess with a podcast, boys. No. <laughs> I, I'm just dying to see what that actually I know, looked yeah, like. You know, yeah. Brilliant.
3: Hopefully they'll send me a cut and I'll put that on the YouTube channel. And also on Friday night, I was interviewed by London tonight to give my two pennies worth about, um, about John Terry. And I basically told him what for. I said that the FA had uh, a disgrace and that they'd hung JT out to dry and he should walk away from England and just, concentrate on playing for Chelsea where he's loved and supported 100%. It was a nice little soundbite. So so there we go. So don't forget to check out our lovely, fabulous YouTube channel. Now, after the break, uh, we will be doing what I've really been looking forward to for actually about two years. But we will be talking to Mickey Thomas. Yes. Mickey oh, hey. t- yeah, about his career at Chelsea and lots of other things beside. So give out for Mickey Thomas after the break. Cheech. G- J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be
2: bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys (laughs) live—it's all too much.
3: (laughs) I know, J.K. I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Alright, uh, now we're back and we are, we, as I said, you know, we, we're so looking forward to this, but uh, before we do anything, as, as people who listen to the show regularly know, uh, we do something on the show called D-L-B-I-A, or as we like to call it, D-L-B-I-A, and uh, we do this because Kelvin uh, has written these brilliant biogs of uh, ex-Chelsea players, and I, I, I nick them from this website. I did tell him first, to be fair, but I thought, as we've got Kelvin on the show and Mickey on the show, it would be really stupid not to let Kelvin read it out. So Kelvin's going to read the DLBIA out for, for Mickey
5: Thomas. All right, can I explain first, though? When I wrote this, this is one of the first ones I did when I first started writing for um, Sporting Heroes, and I was only able, um, at, the, at first, to do 300 words. I could have actually written about 1,000 words um, on Mickey, but there's only 300. It's hopefully just captures a bit of... You shortchanged off. us, Kelvin. That's what you're no, trying they to shortchanged say. me. They shortchanged you. Yeah, they didn't know what they were missing. It oh. only took a couple of months, and then I was, I was writing a thousand words do on a, every Do one, it for our website, mate. Yeah, I will. We won't I will. pay I will. you either. <laughs> 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 All right, do you want me to read the bit? Of the yes, story? I think so. Yeah. Read the whole
3: lot, because okay. I, I can't pronounce where he comes from, so I'm glad no, you are. can
5: I. That's why I was wondering <laughs> if I had to do it, but Mickey will be doing that bit then. All right, um, play for Chelsea from 84 to 85. Um, <laughs> position midfielder. Date of birth, 7th of July, Wednesday, the 7th of July, 1924. Sorry, 1954. (laughs) Um, Place of birth, you pronounce that Uh, Yeah, uh, Mocktree in North Wales. It's a well village. Debut in the snow, Saturday the 14th of January, 1984, in a 2-1 win at Derby County at the age of 29. Uh, Club career with Chelsea, 43 league appearances, and one a sub, nine goals. All right, here we go. One of football's great nomads, Chelsea became 29-year-old Mickey Thomas' sixth club when he signed from Stoke City for £75,000 in January 1984. With Chelsea's promotion push beginning to wilt, John Neal brought in the left-sided midfielder to add much-needed experience to his young team, and it proved to be an inspired move as the Blues remained unbeaten for the rest of the season. The little Welshman made a swift impact on the Chelsea supporters when he scored twice on his home debut as the Blues beat Sheffield Wednesday 3-2 to displace the Yorkshiremen at the top of Division 2. Although a player of natural flair, Mickey never gave less than 100% and could often be seen flying into tackles or chasing lost causes. It could also be relied upon to produce the goods when the stakes were high. Hence, it was no surprise that it was Mickey who opened the scoring after just five minutes to calm the nerves on the day that Chelsea clinched promotion with a 5-0 victory over oh, Leeds. Yes. Dirty Leeds. Dirty Leeds. Dirty Leeds. Suffering from injury as the new season began. The former Manchester United player recovered just in time to make an emotional return to Old Trafford and score Chelsea's equalizer in a 1-1 draw. Injured again soon after, Thomas returned to the side just before Christmas and immediately made up for lost time with a winning goal against Nottingham Forest on New Year's Day before continuing his one-man assault on Sheffield Wednesday as the two sides played out a trilogy of milk cup quarter-final matches, Mickey producing outstanding displays in each of the games and scoring the winning goal in the last minute of the third match. Chelsea finished sixth that year, with Thomas scoring seven goals, but a broken jaw suffered prior to the start of the following season meant that he would be un- unavailable for the beginning of the new campaign. During his enforced absence, new manager John Ollins, who unlike his predecessor was unhappy with the arrangement whereby Thomas was allowed to commute from Wales on a daily basis, moved to sign Crystal Palace's Jerry Murphy as a replacement. It was therefore inevitable that he would soon be on his way and in September 1985, the announcement was, was made, much to the dismay of Chelsea fans everywhere, that Mickey had been sold to West Bromwich Albion for £100,000.
3: And who was that by? John Ollins. Kelvin
5: Barker, it says. Oh,
3: you yeah. You've got to read that so out. I thought, <laughs> we always read that out.
5: I didn't sell him to West Brom. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think round of applause for Kelvin and Mickey there. Too short a career. Now, Mickey, um, when we have a guest on, we always do this thing called 60 Second Fan, which apparently is where you have to answer loads of questions about Chelsea. Yeah. It's all right, they're really easy. Don't yeah, don't panic. Yeah. OK, and the trick is to try and do them in a minute or 60 seconds. Nobody ever has. Just to make you feel better, it took Cundy five minutes. Yeah, well, but that's Jason. That's quite, quite right, you yeah. know. Uh, so, right, starting from now, Mickey Thomas, 60 Second Fan, favourite Chelsea game.
2: Uh, home debut with Sheffield Wednesday because I scored the two goals.
3: Lovely, best Chelsea goal.
2: Uh, against Leeds United when we won 5 0 the first one.
3: Lovely, he's done this before, hasn't he? Best mm-hmm. Chelsea player.
2: Uh, Joey Jones commitment. Uh, one of the best ever. I mean, brilliant, b- brilliant. Yeah, the, f- the, f- the fist. He didn't do that when he got home. He's scared of his missus. Well, for those of
3: you listening in black and white, I just did the Joe yeah. Jones clenched yeah. fist. Not quite as hard as him, but I tried. Yeah. Uh, now, your
2: most legendary Chelsea moment? Um, shagging two birds on the Chelsea. <laughs> 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 where, where <go laughs> I want to hear that again. Where
5: did
2: you do it? On the centre circle. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Centre circle. Yeah, I did you that, christened
3: yeah. it. Excellent. for the game. Oh, top man.
5: Yeah. Oh my god. It's yeah. the best dribble we ever did. Oh, on the
3: <laughs> Kelvin, you're on fire, mate. <laughs> no, it's his joke. He yeah, said it's to me. Before. Oh, oh well, fair well. enough. You Any reach <laughs> around?
0: No, no one. No, no
3: reach around. Last, last, last
0: question. Chicken uh, away.
3: Last question. Favorite Chelsea pub.
2: Pub. The one that nearest to the ground. <laughs> <laughs>
3: your Maybe day your that would have that, that would have been the Stanford actually. Yeah, in Mickey's yeah. day, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. the Stanford, it was my wasn't it? That day. He used to go and drink there too at the same time. Mickey, you've probably done that in oh. sixty seconds. Wilson. We'll it, it was in a minute. Oh, yeah. it was, oh yeah. look at that! Darren's even been timing it. Now we're going to have a good chat with Mickey now uh, about those fantastic Chelsea days. He's already kind of answered one of the questions I was going to ask him because I actually read his book. I uh, uh, finished it off yesterday, and a cracking read it was too. Uh, And one of the things I forgot actually, Mickey, was that you could have actually joined Chelsea earlier than you did, didn't you? Because you went to Stoke instead, but Batesy phoned you up, didn't he?
2: Yeah, it's a true story. Um, I I shook on a deal with Stoke on the motorway uh, M6 and as I got home that evening the phone rang and the the guy on the other end of the phone I'd never heard of before... And the conversation went like this: She said, "Are you Mickey Thomas?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "I'm K- uh, Ken Bates, the Chelsea chairman." She said, "I've been told not to touch you by a lot of people in the game. So you're a bad lad. you was out drinking, shagging, never chill up for training." I said, "Hey, animal, can I just say one thing?" Goes, "Yeah, what do you want to say?" He Said, "The information's fucking spot on." <laughs> 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 yeah, and I posted to meet in him the, in the Piccadilly the, uh, on the following evening, but because I shook on the deal uh, handshake, I, I didn't want to break that truce with Stoke, and I went to obviously play for them and. Eighteen months later, I eventually get the opportunity to play for Chelsea again. So,
3: so what what made you try and join us after that? I mean, because John Neal was the manager, and of course, you know, you'd known him at Wrexham, hadn't you? So that yeah, must have been yeah, a big I mean, factor. That, that was yeah? one
2: of the main reasons. Joey Jones and Eddie Ziski the goalkeeper for Chelsea, as well. Um, so there was good connection there, and John Neal had great faith in my ability, and he, he knew how to control me and work me because I was quite difficult in those days, as you well know. Not sure what we're going to do next minute, so he knew how to control me.
3: I mean, that team, you know, is is so fondly remembered uh, by. Men of a certain age, uh, Kelvin, me, and Tell particularly, uh, because it's kind of when we were first really getting into the club. It was a great time, by the way. But what I love about that team, were there were some some really great characters there. And and talking about Joey, I know Joey's your best mate, but he turned up when we were almost dropping down into Vision 3. And what we loved about Joey as fans was his attitude and commitment to the game.
2: Well, it was, because it could have gone the opposite way for Joey, because when he made his debut at Carlisle, he was booed by both sets of fans. Yeah. You know, Chelsea fans initially didn't take to him but once he knew what he was about, his commitment and, and his desire to win football games uh, obviously you can not doubt that it, it, it's He's an amazing character. Uh, he's Proper a footballer, wasn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, he, he's very gifted, isn't he? You know I mean, he, he, he knew how to tackle, didn't he? Yeah. That was his speciality. Yeah. You know, he could he could challenge for the ball. And, and more nine times out of ten, he'd win the ball and take the man as well. But he was a fantastic career. But competitor.
3: I don't know what it is. I've always loved players like that. You well, know. yeah, and but Chelsea, Chelsea have got I, a yeah, reputation well, for I that. Think
2: you don't get them these days, yeah. the Ron Harris's, etc. No. Because the football has changed. I think for the worst because you can't have any contact in today's football. Uh, Joey Jones and people like myself wouldn't be able to play the game because it's not about contact.
3: I was going to say. I mean, you know, most people remember you, uh, you know, for being a player with a lot of flair, fantastic left foot, great at beating people and scoring goals, but you you know, you would track back and tackle back and you would never shirk sure a challenge and again I think like Joey Jones yeah. you endeared yourself to us because of that 100% attitude I, I think
2: wherever you go wherever you play a game of football if you give 110% if, if you're not playing well the fans will accept that and that's one thing that we learnt from a very early age is, as young boys growing up in Wrexham you know a coach there called George Charles said you know give everything even when you're not winning on that I remember early in my career I was playing for Wrexham very early in my career we were getting Battered by a like three or four nil, and their two centre halves a six foot odd, and say this game would be easier. But this little git is—he won't stop winning. Yeah. No, and I, I never give in, and that, thats what I inherited from a very young age, and that and Joey's the same. I think every fan in, 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 in this in this room today will understand what I'm trying to say is that if you give everything, it might not be your best, but they'll accept that. The fans
0: realise that they know it. Yeah. If you give give your all, and they know, it, and that's why they love you, and that's why they love Joey Jones at the same time. The fans know the score. They're not as starters as you're try and make it. On
3: like. that point, Tom, can you do us a favour, Mickey? Can you have a word with Maluda, please?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he came on for every criticism. But ty- different types of players. <laughs> Everyone's got different qualities. They- they've been to the table. And obviously, I'm, and I'm not sure what Maluda's is, but, you know. He- he's, <laughs> I he's, wish um, I knew, mate. No, I mean, obviously, um, he's having a difficult time. But, you know, I don't think he goes on that pitch, you know, without trying. You, know, you want to do well for the club.
3: Listen, there's some great, great stories about you and Joey, and of course, the one that I've heard most frequently, not least actually, some of the stuff that came out in your book, Kelvin, yeah, which is yeah. brilliant. But, um, I mean, half of them started really, because of course, you both travelled down from from, uh, from Wales, didn't you? Well, you, you yeah, didn't I mean, stay in, London, in, did in those you?
2: days, it was quite easy, because there was no speed cameras or no video cameras that, you know, you could drive, I used to be a crazy driver, Joey a little bit more, you used to call him a taxi driver, you used to drive a Datsun, uh, it took about Ten days to get to Chelsea at the time, but yeah, I, I used to like getting there quickly enough for me to be, and it wasn't a problem in those days because I was not fit and Joey. We you know we worked exceptionally hard on our fitness regime, so when we played on a Saturday, it wasn't a problem.
3: Well, it never looked like it to no. us. But uh, didn't you? You used to sleep in the porter cabin, didn't you? And well, stuff listen, like that. no, or the dressing know, room or something.
2: I, I never played for money. I wish I did because I'm skit now. But that's another story. If you could ever look at it, you can understand that in our time at Chelsea, it wasn't. Vast amounts of money like it is today, and Chelsea London is a very expensive place. Hell yeah. so, you know, we e- even can, then, yeah. we wouldn't be able to afford the garage in London you know, for the money we were on, so we had to sleep in the dress room. I never slept on my own, by the way. I mean, Good, it's Joey did, but I did. not I used to have one or two friends along the way. No, that's uh, fair enough. You've got to keep warm, Mick. Yeah, of course, you have. And we used to stay in a, in a, a hostel down the road as well, um, which is a little bit embarrassing because when you come out in the morning, you see some Chelsea fans. What you do is in here. That's, well, we couldn't afford anything else.
3: But but that's a lovely thing. I mean, you know, in those days, e- even in those days, because I mean, I know there are great stories in the fifties and the sixties about you know the players like riding their bike to the ground yeah. on a match day. But yeah. even in the eighties, the players were much closer to the to the fans than they are now, weren't well, they? Well, yeah.
2: They're, 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 I think this obviously that's the one uh, stigma I think professional football has today is that the fans don't get close enough to the to the players, mm. and that and now they have got bodyguards, etc. I'm not sure what for. Um, I, I just think it's a little bit disappointing that you know. I know high profile now with TVs, you know, giving more coverage and they're everywhere. But to be truthful, I mean, I think it'd be better, be benefit for everyone if the fans can get a little bit closer to the players and that, and get more community, and, and then they get the fans feeling what the club means to them. I mean, you've got, as I said,
3: you, you had. I mean, there's a lovely quote that was actually in, in your book, which uh, really uh, made me, you know, take notice. Which was Nobby Stiles, who uh, a, yeah. a legend in the game. But yeah. when he was the number two at uh, West Brom, yeah. At West Brom, uh, I think you're you when you played Chelsea, when West Brom played Chelsea, and we were. I was well, there. Well,
2: this is a true story. I mean, you know, I I never really liked playing into my former club Chelsea, first. I just really didn't get up for it, but. I played against them for West Bromwich Arby in my first game, and from the first whistle to the end, Chelsea fans sang my name, no no one else's, never stopped singing, I went in the dressing room after I'm in the medical room, and Nobby Stiles came in he's his manager at the time, he goes, "Uh, is that where he goes? "Uh," I go, yeah, and now he's won the World Cup, he's won the European Cup, and he goes, in all my time as a manager and a player, I've never seen that to one player, he must have been special for them to do that from the start to the end, you know, incredible reception.
0: Amazing, but very it's
3: true. it's very true, isn't it? I mean, you, you were there were you yeah. tell, brilliant,
0: incredible. That was uh, brilliant. I mean, it's un- that was the only way we could make pay our tribute to you for the great player that you were for us and how much we loved you. That's all, and way we could do it, and how we did it to your satisfaction. Oh,
2: unbelievable. I never forgot that.
3: Um, another thing that I know, I mean, Tell was one of our favourite games, something that's often been talked about on on the show today. And in fact, funnily enough, the game today was like a reversal of that. But it's the famous 4-4 against yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. And I, funnily enough, I watched a bit of that this morning because yeah. uh, d- uh, Kelvin gave me a very hooky DVD yeah. with it on. Yeah. And of course, you scored a brilliant goal, the third goal in that. Yeah. We, we were 3-0 down, remember? Yeah. 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 But you had a, a bit of a contretemps with a certain player, Andy Blair, and uh, you know the Chelsea fans showed their appreciation for you that day too didn't you but it yeah, wasn't really what you wanted. I didn't
2: want it that day actually yeah because <coughs> excuse me it was a, a game that finished 4 all, as you said but a 3-0 down just before time they're going back because they scored the third goal and then had the, that guy called Danny Blair abusing Nigel Spatman he I used to call him a choir boy and he's really having a go at Nigel and all I said I said hey I said leave it out you're winning 3-0 he went hey you can well if your misses is a slag you know we give obviously abuse about my ex-missus it might be right but that was out of order so (laughs) I decided uh, that I needed to take action not a tattle, but through a uh, violent Saturday, which is not right the thing to do, but it was uh, a very unprofessional thing what he did to me. So I said to Spatman, if We get a corner, I said, or oh, I'm gonna do him. <laughs> and we had a corner within five minutes of the 18 yard box, he's standing there and six and a half thousand Chelsea fans behind the goal. And this Andy Baird turns around smirking at me, so I just gone bang, swallowed him clean out. And his bloody were. when Wendy played, now, I've done him, but they don't get him too close because a little bit scared in me. But the <laughs> referee's coming up to me and said, Have you hit him, Mickey? And the six and a half thousand shots behind goes, only one Mickey Thomas. I'm <laughs> <And laughs> saying, shut the fuck up, he hasn't seen it. Yeah, but that was quite an you know, we 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 drew the game uh, for each, uh, thankfully for Doug Groovy giving oh, away a penalty, yeah. uh, which was a silly thing to do because I was behind him to do the challenge. I
3: was going to say, Kelvin and I were talking about this because I said I watched it again yeah. this morning and I forgot that. I was going were- yeah. to do him. I uh, was ready to
2: do him because Mel Still I think it was, and... Doug done a rash challenge to the ball was coming into my direction I was going to yeah. clear it. You would, but, well,
3: you actually, the funny thing is when you actually watch it back on yeah. TV, you've got you've got Mel Sterling herring into the yeah. box, you've got Doug, you know, lumbering yeah, yeah, after him yeah. as though like he had like you know, yeah. lead weights on his feet yeah. and you're herring up behind him yeah.
2: and then dang, he trips him up. Yeah. I mean,
3: what did you think when he'd done that?
2: I said, you big Scottish. Okay. <laughs> 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 what are you doing? I said, right behind I said, leave. That was going to do it but anyway, we had a replay but it was more sweeter for me because I as I went into that um, uh, players lounge after the Andy Blair, who I had a, a conversation with on the pitch, yeah. he's shouting to me from far ahead and he's been a big boy, but he's standing on the far side. And I yeah, said, yeah, well, yeah. Come on he doesn't come yeah. over. And as we get the replay, we kick off and within 10 seconds. He's run up to me and said, Will you accept my apologies? <laughs> I said, Yeah, all right, then I will. Then, but I scored the winner, didn't I? Yeah. Last well, minute. minute, header. Great goal. 36, Another great goal, on TV. And it comes to me, I'm a, I'm a dwarf, and I headed it, and good it went to 78 players, and it's in the end of the back, and, there, and no one yeah, gets it, and get the winning goal.
3: Now, these two boys, you were, you were at the Sheffield, Greatly. were you at, the, you were at Hillsborough?
5: Oh, I was, indeed. And Best of at my Hillsborough. Life. Yeah. I'd just yeah, like fantastic. to hear what
3: these two boys have to say about it. And, sorry, and Stu, Stu was at Hillsborough as well, how about that? Yep. So, three out of five of us, it's pretty good. Well, I
0: remember in those days, uh, Chelsea and Sheffield Wednesday were close rivals, we yeah, played out a lot, yeah. and loads of them were draws. But, you know, we were really closely matched. Always going for promotion or whatever. That's right, yeah. and um, And so, of course, you know, it's always going to be a hard match. But I remember that game at Sheffield, 3-0 down. It was brilliant. And Cannaville did his bit after, straight after. And uh, when we went 4-3 up, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's it Doug Ruby... 3 0 down, 4 3 up. 3
3: 0 down, 4 3 up. Big Doug Ruby fucked it up. <laughs> la 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 <laughs> That's be done. the one. Uh, can but, a you
0: a, but a replay was, was just brilliant. We we the, the Chelsea just well they didn't cruise, but they, they,
5: we they one pulled
0: one them, everything we out, yeah. Pulled everything out for that. Kelvin?
5: The 4-0 at Sheffield Wednesday mm. is the best game I've ever seen and mm. even better than the Barcelona the other year when yeah. we reboot them 4-2. That's the only one, actually, that probably comes close to it. The 4-0 was just amazing. It's a night that I could actually write a book on on its own. You it was should just do. incredible. You've
3: written one on the one when we beat our, when we drew with Arsenal. Yeah. Chelsea here, Chelsea there. You should write one on the, on co- the co- one. Co-wrote. Co- co- Let's co- give
5: Marco a shout-out for that one. I can't it, take all it, the he credit for that one. But no, no, it was an amazing night. Incredible night. I have to say, the, for everything that happened that night and like you know, going 4-3 up and all the rest of it, Mickey Punch and Andy Blair got the biggest cheer yeah, of the night. Yeah, we, uh, did, we celebrated that more than <laughs> anything else. <laughs> yeah, that, we still loved do. It. That, that was proper cool. Chelsea. Yeah, I was going
3: to say, that, called, that yeah. is so typically Chelsea. And yeah. that's why we loved him. I mean, yeah, it it's was. as simple as that. I was going to go on to more of that, actually. Because I know Kelvin, I think, has this brilliantly in his book. When you dived into gate 13... And came out with yeah. pretty much nothing.
2: Yeah, yeah, I had a gold chain on and came out without a gold chain. Yeah. So I'm still looking for that.
3: But you knew, didn't you, that that's where to go if you were going to celebrate no, a so goal?
2: I got told before the game, uh, it's my home debut, obviously, and I said, if I score a goal, go to gate 13. I didn't know they were going to rob me when I went to it, but <laughs> I scored the first one, went to gate 13. It was hysterical because they were top of the table, Jeff Wendy. And I scored the second one, did exactly the same thing. You know, but it was amazing because they took me, tried to take my shit off as well, didn't they? Was, yeah, well,
5: we, we've got scout supporters as well, Mick. You know, they, yeah. you know, they get everywhere.
2: Yeah.
3: What can I say? I apologise on, on, on all of their behalf, but, but not really. No, no.
2: <laughs> obviously, you, you dream about debuts. You know, every club I play for, you dream to get off to a perfect start. And haven't? you did
3: tend to, actually, didn't you, throughout your career? Wherever you went, you usually yeah, yeah. had a good debut.
2: Yeah, I mean, I made my debut for Manchester United at Chelsea and made a goal for Jimmy Green off and that, but you probably don't want to hear that, do you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay.
3: No, I know. I mean, you, I mean, the funny, of course, you know, being old, I, my first memories of you are as a, as a Man U player. And I mean, yeah. the, the cheeky wink, obviously, is <coughs> on yeah. Man, man of the day, yeah, forever. that was against Tottenham,
2: so I can be forgiven. That was yes. fair enough,
3: you know, but also the cup final, the five minute final, yeah, 79. 79 Arsenal, yeah. Yeah, I didn't matter. want to remind you of that, sorry, no, Mickey, no, it's I kind okay. of felt I owed you that, yeah, no,
2: disappointing that, but that, that's gone now.
3: Listen, I mean, as I said earlier on, you know, we had some great Chelsea players at that time, and, and you were very, you know, we, we loved watching you, but Pat Nevin, particularly, and Kerry Dixon, you mentioned in your book, I think it, they're in your best 11, aren't
2: they? Yeah, they are, yeah, Pat Nevin was an incredible individual, you know. Um, uh, a player that reminded me of the old Jimmy Johnson. That you know he had yeah. great trickery and great great awareness where a player was, and that and he, his vision was exceptional. You know he, he could see things. And I, I used to play off him quite a lot because I make running and the ball would be there for me. So it was. It was a, it, I think he was a, a, a cult hero, obviously at Chelsea, uh, and obviously Kerry Dixon, well known for his goal scoring yep. X point But Kerry was a perfectionist. He used to have his clothes ready and before a game, he have his towel all tidied out. So when he go for a piss, I used to fucking get by and throw it all over the floor <laughs> <laughs> and Davey Speedy we know about him being well have a, he
3: would fight, have a fight
2: on his well, own he he though, had, you know? well he had seven knockouts in seven fights when I was there never won one of them <laughs> he, oh, he was a hell of a great player to have but he used to get the blame off Dixon said you rep my seat it was me Because were what, they what? right
3: were they at, I mean the, you know the perception that we had was that they were at each other all the time although yeah, they had they, this they they wear, but speedy on
2: is one player you want in your side as well oh, because yeah. he's 110% yeah. no nonsense aggressive uh, but a great great player because he had great uh, you know, ability to rise high in the air. Incredible creativity. for a guy of his size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's fantastic. Same size as me, but he could yeah, get up and yeah. head a ball.
3: But it's lovely. I mean, you look back at those days I and mean, we're going to talk in a minute about about the modern day Chelsea and, and what you think of that. But, you know, again, watching the 4-4 this morning, yeah. was a bit of a kind of a, a live before I came up today. Uh, you know, you've got two, you know, wonderful, small, wide players who are brilliant on the ball, yeah. who would run at people, go past people. And I watched that when I just thought, God, why haven't we got that anymore? I mean, it was almost depressing in a way.
5: It ain't only that, though. To be fair, because that team had the flair, yeah, and it had that sort of and toughness the balls, and that commitment, yeah. yeah, and that's, that's lacking a little I bit at times as well now. Great like so If you could take the spirit out of that mid-eighties team and mix it in with the talent of the, the sort of current team, we'd be well beaters. Yeah. But actually, it's all lacking.
3: I know, it's interesting, isn't it, actually? That's a really good point. Not only do, I mean, you know, small players, but with a lot of flair and uh, yeah. a lot of ability on the ball, but even the small players were tough as anything and yeah, they would I mean,
5: go in. I think with, you could probably take Pat Nevin aside from that because I don't think you could ever say Pat Nevin was tough. Everybody but else. He would put his foot in, though. Well, I don't know. He'd just I miss. Mean, <laughs> I think he was braving as much as well, he, actually, knock you know what? Down, he'd knock him down get up again. There was one, there was one um,
3: incident in the in the Hillsborough match in the 4 4 where he went in for a 50 50 on the goalkeeper, but, you know, ball came in a cross and he didn't shy away from it he went straight in right. and he came okay. off worse no, no. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah
5: yeah I mean he's brave in that respect but I don't think he'd win many 50-50s no, he wouldn't. but you had we, me and Mickey were talking about him the other night actually on the phone the likes of Johnny Bumstead yeah hard as nails yeah absolutely hard as nails Spackman you know he was tough yeah. Dixon's hard as nails Speedy's not hard but he was game. yeah you know in Colin, back, Lee. He Colin Lee was hard yeah. Joe McLaughlin was hard <laughs> Doug. Patesy yeah, right, yeah. rugby, R- 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 yeah, shit but hard yeah. Shit but yeah. hard, we don't J-R- mind no. that See,
3: forgive the shit because he's hard, yeah. it's fair enough yeah. for me
5: Yeah, I mean, that was there was, was a bit of everything in that team Good goalkeeper, Eddie Scoop. Oh, goal. brilliant mm. goalkeeper you know, Steady Eddie,
0: wasn't
5: he?
2: Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. brilliant, one of, yeah, brilliant of the best classic. goalkeepers we've had Yeah, yeah fantastic Eddie, I was a very underrated goalkeeper He was fantastic with Chelsea Absolutely, Now, I think,
3: I think Darren, who's been very quiet Which is very
1: unlike Darren Mickey But he's got some Twitter questions from our listener on Twitter I've been very quiet. I'm actually in awe. Like, I love when Chelsea does this. When you he, when he talk about things like games you're at and everything else, it's just brilliant to listen to. I'm just happy being a passenger today. <laughs> it's honestly, it's good to listen to these stories back in the 80s and everything else, Mickey. Um, we've got a couple of things here. Flying Celery on Twitter. Um, he says, um, Mickey had a long chat with me as a kid outside Gay Meadow when he was playing there, top bloke, followed up by saying, um, Asked Mickey about him and Joey Jones pretending to hold up the CFC ticket post cabin. Is it true?
2: Yeah, it was in, in Chelsea. And, um, that's where all the money used to go to. But we weren't getting much wages, so they said, listen, let's go and do a robbery. <laughs> it wasn't a very successful one because uh, uh, they thought my face was a real mask. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we had a, it. It we was actually quite scary for Joe uh, at the time it was in the ticket office. But it was just a bit of fun in that. but yeah, the guys with the coming in with the money didn't take it too kindly though. oh, he right. thought it was a real holder
1: it wasn't Eddie was it? yeah was it Eddie Barnett? Or was <laughs> it yeah, yeah 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 if, if, only. if, if only if only
2: if, yeah but uh, yeah because the Scrooge guys thought it was a real robbery now talking about just Sh- a bit of
3: fun talking about Shrewsbury Mickey um, I'm just wondering if it's the same day I made right, the pick you see Stuart here when he was about one and a half yeah. years old his old man took him to Shrewsbury and I don't know what he was doing but at half time He put Stuart down. Stuart's wearing a kind of little romper suit as you do. And I think, weren't you having a piss or something? why don't you tell the story because it's about I can't you it that clearly. in We're the mic in the point. mic
4: um, <laughs> but as, as I hear it yeah yeah just got um, uh, my dad being a responsible parent taking me to A taking me to Chelsea away game. B just drop you know, him in front of the advertising boards he probably gets a better view anyway and then all of a sudden at half time now I am in the centre circle pottering around pottering around and there's all the Chelsea aggro Chelsea aggro coming from our end but I'm wondering if that might have been the same game youngest
3: pitch invasion ever
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I, I actually I played that game there we go be fun I hear heard in the, like again, Chelsea fans were singing me to score a goal. Yeah. Incredible, and that, you know. As I said, that's why we probably withdrawn every time we used to play against. Him. Was, well,
0: that, was that a game that was was f- f- snow full of snow? Or am I thinking? No, it have been the year yeah. before, um, oh, and yeah, it
5: was Boxing Day, and yeah. then we played Pompey on the date the following day. Like the modern day players wouldn't wouldn't do it, would they? But no. it was like Boxing Day. We won four two at Shrewsbury when Johnny B scored two deflected free kicks. Yeah, and it'd been it would have been that day, and then we played Pompey on the. The following oh, day yeah, and that's when Terry missed the two penalties.
1: <laughs> Darren, you got another Darren. one on Twitter, yeah? Yep. Jerry Kent asks, um, he says, can you ask him <laughs> if he ever warmed up on the pitch pre-match? I don't think he did.
2: No, <laughs> I know, I know, I, I, no, I, I never warmed up before, a <laughs> match. Never, never. No, I... I that, that was one thing I didn't want to do anyway. You warmed up yeah, in the bar was, the night before, mate. Well, that's yeah, all you well, needed. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the
0: so had chel- the girls to warm him up, not the other way around.
2: <laughs> My Chelsea debut was... Cr- I nearly never made it at, at Stanford Bridge because I was in the hotel the night before and I can uh, say the physio at the time called Jimmy, the Scott Jimmy, he came round and he said, you want a beer? I said, well really I'm playing tomorrow, get me six, so I had about six or seven pints of guineas and <laughs> I went to the game next day, Worse for wear, because I wasn't actually fit, I could do it, but I had a th- migraine for the first time in my life and it took him about an hour now an hour to work it out and I was just on the border of whether I was playing but I wish I had a mind going every game because I was standing there. Right? <laughs> there we go.
3: Yeah. Listen, Mickey, if, if you were going to sum up your, your career and your time at Chelsea and your relationship uh, with the fans, how, how would you do that?
2: Well, I, th- I think it's easy, really, because it, as, a, as a, a debut, we couldn't got better. Uh, as a run of results would never get beat in 21 games and clinching promotion. Because yeah. uh, c- Chelsea were on the up for sure. And going back into the big time for them was a magnificent achievement because the club obviously was in I think two more years before that they weren't going anywhere were they yeah. you know it was a turn round of fortunes for Chelsea and I was part of that team it wasn't about me it's about the whole team in general a squad and we achieved that and we went on and we you know the, the, which they call the Premier League and that was the division one and you know I thought Chelsea excelled the following season and yeah. I was part of that team I was like a luck, lucky mascot yeah. you know and as I said I, I had a very good period at Chelsea and mm-hmm. when you get that rapport with the crowd it's very easy to play for a football club you know it, you know i've been looking at to play for some great teams and that and you know chelsea was one of my best and I, I don't <laughs> mind saying i'll I it all the time you know i, pl- I played for Manchester, United and that man United for me was too big for me you know I, I couldn't handle the pressure great club but i couldn't handle it but chelsea me and them had a love relationship it was fantastic you know mm-hmm. fell in love straight away yeah. and as i said when the fans accept you that's because you're doing something right, and I, and I I could have no fear of going out there and trying things that I wouldn't do normally. Right, and I mean because you really you have got a special sort kind of
3: soft spot for Chelsea, haven't of you? Of course, I clear. have.
2: Yeah, mm. I mean because you know I had a great period there that you know mm. they revitalised my career when you know I, I I was going out of control sort of thing from moving from Manchester United to Everton to Brighton etc. to Stoke, it was spiralling out of control, and you know, I needed a, I needed this change of fortune in, in my career, and that brought me back in, in onto a level. Excellent.
3: Right, after the quick break, we're gonna talk to Mickey about what he thinks about the modern game and Chelsea in particular. We'll be right back.
6: Footballfancast.com
3: I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea football
1: fancast, Proper Chelsea.
3: Uh, right, so we just had a great chat. We just had a great chat with Mickey about her, his days at Chelsea, which uh, some of us around this table are, are lucky enough to really remember very fondly. But I'm um, quite like to talk to Mickey now about what he thinks. Well, what he's up to now and uh, what he thinks of the modern game. And I know a few things having read his having read his uh, fantastical autobiography actually, which you really, really must read. Go out and buy it on Amazon now. It's called Kick Ups. Hiccups and lockups, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a top, top book. Um, obviously, you were a bit of a, a low point uh, after you finished playing, which is, is, is common with lots of footballers who, who have given everything they've got to the game. But it was actually Chelsea fan uh, Tim Love, Lovejoy that got you into the media, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, Lovejoy. Tim, Tim was fantastic, Tim Lovejoy, for me. Um, you know I don't, really, Lovejoy, I don't, I don't, I don't think it? he realises what he did for me, you know what I mean? And, you know, he, he got me back in a, in, in a line, like, give me some work on soccer AM. And, you know, he had that belief in me, really, and, you know, as I said, we've got a great relationship, he, he was fantastic, obviously, he's not on Soccer AM no more, but he gave me the lift that I needed, you know, and that was high profile, obviously, when he was on it, and, you know, as I said, to get on that, and people started, you know, talking about Mickey Thomas through, through that Soccer AM, and it gave me a lift that I needed in life, really.
3: So, I mean, uh, another thing that Lovejoy's kind of done me over on, because, I mean, he brought Mickey Thomas back into the the world of football, into Chelsea. Well, I was Uh, dead without him, to be honest. But you see, the trouble is, Mickey, I brought Jason Cundy into the world of TV. (laughs) You know, it's not quite the same, is it? It's all my fault, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I love Jay, so I'm only, He's I'm only man. pulling his leg. Um, now, I know what you. I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff for MUTV, aren't you? I do, days?
2: I do a lot of work for Manchester. United. I mean, they're they're very good to me, to be honest. You know, they've been fantastic to me. Um, they give me a lot of work and that, which is, which is great. And it keeps me alive, sort of thing. Like keeps me going. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a situation sometimes when you when you're in a position where it's not going well and you've got nothing to go to. And then you get a lifeline and the, the club are being, are they are fantastic with ex-players, to be honest, and I'm sure they'll be the same for Howard Webb when he retires. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey! That's a classic. <laughs> oh, I love it. We love that. Uh, we love yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 now, are oh, you joking, Mr Webb? Are oh, you joking? Yeah, no, yeah but no, I mean, Manchester United have been very good to me. And uh, as I said, they give me a... They, they do they look after their players, yeah, their ex-players, Manchester me My first, you know, big chance in, in, in professional football. Uh, and, it, I know, and that, i got you know, great respect for them. We've got a it?
3: lot better recently, but we had a terrible reputation for looking after our ex-players. We really did, but we yeah. got better now, I think.
2: Well, it's very... I mean, obviously, you know, the way the game changed and, you know, the whole the whole structure of football has changed. You know, the, the players are on more money, etc. You know, the fans now, it's not just about a local Chelsea fan or a Manchester United fan it's global Yeah, you know it's global now you go into the ground Ted, walking with Kelvin and, and Andy Beavers is walking along with me today it, it was like everywhere from, from America from yeah. Australia well, from
3: the benches tonight. We've got Estonia, uh, Vancouver. We've got Orange County in uh, in California. How about that? Very
2: yeah, nice. but well, I played in America for. A of course, few, you did. Wichita. Years, yeah. yeah, but had leave. It wasn't big enough for me and John Wayne. So one of us had to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Yeah. Yeah, now,
3: of all of your uh, of all of your media work these days and media commitments, I know for a fact that you are most proud of the fact that you are another staff reporter at the CFC UK Fanzine, Mickey.
2: Yeah, I, I would do that. Yeah, Kelvin obviously got me and, and that and uh, Mark and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, you know, why not? You know what I mean? I, I do write for the Stoke City programme. Uh, I, I do write, I, I mean I write for a lot of things in that and I'm, I'm proud obviously to, to be asked to do it really I'm, I don't I'm, get paid though no funnily enough Just nor do we Calvin's friendship Mark and, and I'm really
3: I'm really cross with the sheditor actually I'm going to have to th- going to out him on, on air now because there was a period of time when in the CFC UK that Mickey Thomas was on one page and I'm on the next page so it's the closest I've ever got to Mickey Thomas until now. <laughs> until
5: tonight. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and,
3: and now I find that Mickey's up at the front and I'm right back at the back again. You know, sorted out for yeah. God's sake. You know but anyway um, listen as I said I did read your book and it is a cracking read and uh, not, not least because I got to go and have lunch with Kelvin the other week to go and pick it up but one of the, one of the, one of the things I, I thought was most interesting was how you talk quite frankly and openly about how, how the pressure of playing at the top level really affected your game and in some ways you know I wouldn't say ruin your career because you had a great career but you know, you didn't really make it at United or you left United and there were quite a lot of other occasions when the pressure got to you. Can you just talk about that? Because I think it has a yeah, lot of relevance for today's game
6: as well. Well,
2: I, I think pressure wasn't identified when I was playing about, mm-hmm. you know, what it can do and, you know, playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world Manchester, really affected me. I, it wasn't the real Mickey Thomas. I mean, I did play over 110 games uh, for the club and <coughs> had some outstanding games, don't get me wrong in that, but, you know, playing for them, with, like like... Daunting, really. I, I couldn't really handle the pressure, and you know I can talk about openly now because I couldn't when I was sure, a player yeah. because I was embarrassed to say that I you know I couldn't handle the pressure. And look at the Mersons and the, and the uh, uh, Adams of this world, the Gascoins. Yeah. How it had you know affected them drinking drugs, etc. Uh, and it affected me. And I I ended up drinking and that. Now, I, I know it sounds really I mean it's
3: really difficult for us as, as mere mortals Mickey who you know the the height of my football career was playing for Rockley Tigers in Hampshire so a little bit <laughs> little bit. we didn't even have a man and a dog watching us and you can handle the pressure there in fact, we, we were so we, we were so bad <laughs> Mickey we were so bad that even my parents wouldn't watch us <laughs> you know they, you, didn't they? they did actually Yeah. they said no that's that's my boy the other one <laughs> yeah. you know, not him but I mean in all seriousness you know it's really difficult for us as football fans to understand the pressure involved at playing at the top level whether it was you know in your day or or now I mean what is you know what can you explain to me what what that pressure is all about how does it affect you
2: well it affects you in terms of you know going on to a football pitch in in terms of facing what I was playing in front of 58,000 at the time um come from a small club in Wrexham really didn't have an education to to handle the situation with it. I thought you know as a kid I dreamed about being a footballer and, and getting autographed, you know, People asking me for an autograph and, and being on TV. Well, I eventually got all that fame. It came to me and I found it hard to to, to, to handle it. And know, I go home and get people parking outside my house and you know people stopping me and that. And then I became like a recluse. I wanted to stay in. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to face people and that. And then it became a problem when I wanted to go onto a football pitch. I really felt intimidated by by all the surroundings. You know, because you know the, the club I was at at the time, the history of it and that uh, playing for that was too great for me. Uh, and then, you know, as I said, uh, I needed to get away from that. You know, nowadays you have people, they have people, uh, programmes to to help people, the younger 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 kids coming through a system where they can identify pressure and that and they can have people to talk to. I had no that. one to confine mm. in that and, and I kept it within myself. And as I said, I came over a happy-go-lucky person, but inside I was like, it was a nightmare for me.
3: I mean, one, one, one story I've heard is when uh, Chelsea played Barcelona in the second leg in, in 1999, you know, when they went up to the, yeah, the, the Camp yeah, Nou with a 3-1 me. lead. Yeah. And they got done 5-1, but I, I've heard stories from several people that li- the players literally in the dressing room before they went on were shitting themselves, literally. Yeah, they yeah. were that wound up and nervous about it, well, so clearly you, you, it does happen,
2: you know. You do, because you have a, a period as a footballer, I've been obviously 20 years a professional, you know, in a hotel room before a night of a match, you're in the hotel, and you programme for the game the next day, that, that, that programme really cannot. not... Work properly because you can't sleep. You're thinking, are you going to score the winning goal? Are you going to make a mistake that could cost your team? And and you've got all your fans uh, there. That that fear of letting people down as well. That people don't really think that it's in your locker because as I go out on the football pitch, I walk round the town, go happy, go look. Oh, he's got no problems, but really all individuals have problems how they deal with him. And as sure. I said, that pressure was too much for me.
3: So, I mean, you know, the parallel, I can, you know, there's so much talked about it and there has been so much talked about it this season and last is is what's happened to Fernando Torres. And I know for a fact that, you know, 99% of Chelsea fans have been incredibly supportive of him and have been right behind him. Yeah. But what do you think, you know, do you think maybe the pressure's got to him? Do you think that's what's going well, on? I think
2: he'll, all he needs is a map towards a goal. He'll be fine. <laughs> I think, you know, I know for a fact... To Fernando Torres for me must be having psychological problems yeah. he must be having something in his brain that's not communicating with his feet because yeah. at the moment you know his all round play I think at the moment well, is not bad today. Yeah, cross was, was a great goal today but I think what he's been brought for and I think what the stigma he's got with him yeah. is £50 million yeah. which is nothing to do with him yeah. but unfortunately it is because that's what the media feed on yeah. and Fernando Torres, I, we, me and Andy went to watch him, uh, we went to Stoke for Chelsea, first game of the season, Torres was incredible, I said he's going to be a top yeah, player was for a, Chelsea, yeah, it was he, brilliant. He, he, he was, was brilliant, Tor- Fernando Torres thought he's back to his best and yep. thought he didn't get a goal that no. day but his overall play was magnificent, mm. but patience has been fantastic from Chelsea fans, you know, and I think the, the, the coaching staff and the manager, who, you know, villa Boris, that mum has to be patient as well. You have to try and give <coughs> him that confidence. But he does need to sc- score a goal to take that, that pressure off him. Until he does that, it's always going to be there because the media love that type do of story. You th- do you think he'll turn it around? Well, I think um, it's not been easy, and it's probably not going to be easy in the future until he gets some goals. Mm. He's got to score consistently for yeah. that to mm. to disappear. Until it does, it's not going to not going to help him. Mm.
4: Well, I think he was actually fantastic again today. The amount of times he picks up a ball in an unwinnably well, yeah. tight area. Well, I said, well, Kelvin said
2: his overall. I thought his I thought his overall play was excellent today. And that um, cross was fantastic. You know, yeah, I really I, I think though um, my, this is my own opinion. Um, we we spoke up on the way up, me and Andy, is that. I don't think Chelsea play to his strengths. Yeah, they, no. they haven't got a scold in that midfield or play the ball behind or a gig that can see his runs. Because yeah. he's making runs, yeah, he's not getting all picked time. out. And that's why I've been a little bit critical. And it's easy for me. I, I don't want to be critical to a, to a footballer. But, you know, people like Malouda, et cetera, and that... I've got to see things a little bit earlier, and and the midfield's got to be criticised. Well, you've got to play that yeah. ball for choice, play to his strength, but yeah. they don't. No, nope. he's he, you know, he's not facing the goal, and that's his strength. He plays off the back
5: four. Mickey, it does it,
3: it does our head in us we, we see it week in week out, yeah. and although we're only supporters, yeah, not, yeah. we do have a you know good idea of what we're talking about. It it's, does our heads in, doesn't it? But Kelvin? you've seen
5: the other side of it today as well, haven't you? As you said, he had a good all-round game without a shadow of a doubt, but he's probably cost us the game by not putting his foot through that yeah. one. Yeah. At, at 3 2. I mean, yeah. he did all the hard work. Yeah, that, that's not it yeah. yeah. And he took what, another he three or four touches. Yeah, he turned could, back onto yeah. his left yeah. foot. Yeah. He doesn't I want know. to use his left foot. So short. he turned back, yeah, really, yeah, for the safe bit. he, safety should've should've he stopped. Stopped. didn't have the. Have the guts to shoot well that's the problem yeah yeah. when he didn't
3: didn't have to think about it and this kind of goes back to what I was saying with Mickey when he didn't have to think about it when it was all instinct he put over one of the best crosses I've seen at Chelsea for years done right above that Mickey so I had an absolutely superb view and it was just bang on mate that was quality you know you don't lose that
2: but yeah but Kelvin just Mentioned that, that that opportunity. When he was he in front of do goal, do yeah. he, he, he turned the opposite way again. Thinking about too much. playing smashed it in. Yeah,
1: he's um, tracking back. Sorry, I was just going to say quickly with Torres. When uh, he got the frigate against him, though, he went back. He clearly went around the guys to the side of him, and it was it, Torres had no right to be there. It was in our own half. When Torres ran back and got the ball. And then um, Webb gave a free kick against him for I know. it, I know. and that's the other thing with Torres. That people say, "Oh yeah, like look at his sister, look at his goals, blah blah blah." But look at his all round play. Yeah, he comes back. He I works his bollocks it. off for the team. Yeah, Wait, I does. want,
4: I want someone to say to him, Torres, it's not about scoring one goal. Don't worry about the one goal. Worry about scoring twenty. Yeah, hopefully that will take his mind off the first goal. Yeah, maybe. And then he can maybe. Maybe that seems mad, but well,
3: we're we're all behind him now. Somebody else we're all pretty much behind is uh, is JT, and again, I think there's a good parallel with with your life and career, yeah. if you like. <laughs> Um, you know, because you had to wait something like 18 months before your case went yeah, to court. Yeah, yeah. And of course, JT's now got to wait until the 9th of July, which has cost him the England captaincy, no doubt. Um, do you think he should have been stripped of the England captaincy? Well, or as your Welsh, no, Mickey, do you I not,
2: be not in, care? Not going to be in trouble with the law, etc. but I think, you know... Sorry, you're no Joey Barton, uh, mate. Yeah I, just, yeah, I just think you have to understand that in today's law, I thought it was... Uh, before you're proven guilty, you're innocent, aren't you? Yeah. It? Well, that's kind and, of the general that, idea. That's the thing I think it's been a little bit unfair to him. I think because the media have got it got it in for him big time. Have they? You I know, ever. okay, you have one or two problems, not. But people like to, to, to I think. I think there's a witch hunt out for him. I think they really want him. I think yeah. they will in big time. Absolutely. You know, um, uh, for me, I, I, I personally think he's a great guy. I've met him many yeah. times. He did massive amounts yeah. for charity. He's done yeah. loads for charity. Uh, a couple of uh, uh, play people at Chelsea have said he, the first time they got injured, he's the first one yeah. you know to follow him up and wish him a speedy So, yeah, I think, you know, but as I said, I, I can't go into it deep because it, obviously it's a court case and I know all about that. So, i have got you be careful what yeah. you say. yeah. Just uh, no, on that, fair enough but go sorry on.
1: Sam Wallace has been tweeting about this he says there's unconfirmed reports that Capello said today I completely disagree with the FA about the John Terry decision and I've told the chairman big deal Fucking well let him choose who his, chair, yeah. uh, who his captain is they're not going to I fucking hate the FA it says, what was said last week about us having people in charge at Chelsea, and I fuck all about the game. Well, you
3: know what? There's one thing that's very, very interesting. I don't want to get bogged down to this because I want to focus on Mickey. But the uh, but there are people saying that actually, had Chelsea not Chelsea actually were the ones that tried to delay the court case until the 9th of July Jesus. to suit their own ends. Yeah. To be fair, and actually that is what has cost uh, Terry the England captaincy. Of course it is. So, you know, you could blame uh, your favourite, Ron. I, uh, I think, I,
2: I think though, that people obviously, you know, have an opinion about John Cherry, but there are people that don't really know him. Yeah, yeah. they read about him, right? He's had one or two little problems and that, but don't we all have problems in life? Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, c- can you not forgive? Yeah. People? Some people don't want to forgive. Some people out there are perfect. I'm not sure where they are, but people think they are. Well, well yeah, I, I, he's under yeah. a
0: constant spotlight, JT. Well, yeah. I wonder what yeah. he does, he, yeah. you know, he's got yeah. the pressure on that bloke must be immense. more than immense. <laughs> it must be unbelievable and he's
5: not only getting the blame for his own shortcomings he's getting the blame for what his mum does yeah. what his yeah. dad does yep. You know, oh, in, in fairness you know, he's probably had a slightly difficult upbringing although I have to
3: say the, the chant at QPR last week was one of the funniest in response to their idiot stuff about uh, his mum
5: what one was that
3: John Terry's your dad John <laughs> <laughs> Terry's your dad which is, I thought was pretty <laughs> I joyous. thought there was
5: a few good chants last there were week quite a KPR lot it's a, sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a shame yeah. you weren't on the show learned learned. Learned. Yeah.
3: listen we got to move on because I know, I know Mickey's time's <laughs> precious but um <coughs> Another thing that I was <coughs> fascinated, Mickey comes out with great kind of uh, ideas about what, what, what should happen in the game. And one of my favourite, my absolute favourite, was that he reckons that the over-pampered Premiership players, if they've had a duff performance or have been out of order, they should spend the next week not on the benches or uh, in the director's box. They should be in the uh, in the stands with the fans yeah. on the terraces. Yeah. I think that's a brilliant idea, mate.
2: Well, it is a great idea because I it is. And I, I did that very late in my career, um, near the end of my career, um, it was at Stoke, we were playing Birmingham City and Stoke fans have been good enough to come to my t- uh, testimonial. So I said, the first away game, I'll come with them on a, on, a, on a fan bus. And I sat behind that goal at Birmingham in the crowd and you know, I took it all in and let them get on what they were. And I thought to myself, it would be a great education to put a professional football yeah. in there, to realise to sit there to realise what it means to them fans, yeah. a, a team they support. It's a magnificent thing to to do, you know, because they are, thats their life. And I sat there and I went home, I thought, if I had an opportunity, I want to go to the PFA and say, listen, why don't they get the football clubs to get their players yeah. sitting in the crowd to, to let them know what it means to a fan a football team yeah. that they support
3: No, yeah, no i think that's a brilliant idea because i mean a great it, idea yeah i mean because
2: you know it'll give them a good education what a football well, fan they're is also
3: about. i mean i think because i mean you know to be frank and to be fair mickey you're pretty critical of the modern game in the book and i think you know to be honest with good reason i think there's a lot of us around this table that are very sad to see the way that it's gone, gone and going um, and I think one of the things that is re- really sad is the way that the modern players are very out of touch with the, the everyday fan in a way that they weren't in your day.
2: Well, I think because it, you know, high profile, as they say now, it's on the TV, they, they're everywhere. They're on vast amounts of money. Does that make them a little bit different from your ordinary people? I say not, but obviously other people have a different idea the way they should be looked after. I think there should be a lot more closeness between fans and players, yeah. a bit more communication and yeah. that, you know, because it is a fan's... That meet the football club. is the fans that come to the church thousand and pay the players wages, etc. And I think there should be more done between the clubs and fans. You know, I think there's too much gap now. Yeah. You know, don't ask a player for an autograph. You know, oh, you're not allowed to do that. Well, they should be signing anything they get asked for. You know, I'm not, not worried where it's going to go. There should be actually a, a place... That the fans can meet the players every every now, not I'm saying every day. Once a month, maybe you know, that the fans can have a little little like a family. Um, well, I mean,
3: there's a horrible story about the one of the CPO lunches a year or two ago where they had a lot of the ex players there, and they had a lot of the current players there, and the current players were like on a table, kind of very isolated and, and kept away from the
5: fans. What well, it was actually, that one was the one down at um, I think it was Spitalfields or somewhere. It was about five years ago, and it was the they did all those centenary. Um, um, events and it was like the peak it was the last one it was 150 quid to get in because um, I, I actually paid my 150 quid yeah. to go just to get John Bumstead's phone number because he was the last one I needed in the book that's <laughs> how I remember it I mean, and I mean, He you was not there? heard of a telephone director <laughs> or the internet well, just look up Bumstead and go yeah, through them there all there can't be that many um, Bumsteads <laughs> but what happened was they were in a room above Um, so everybody was at ground floor level the stage was down there and they were in a room um, above watching everybody and they had a um, camera so you could see them and I spoke to some of the old players and even they were saying we've got these blue tickets but unless you've got a gold ticket you can't go up the stairs and get in to see where the current players are
3: do you think you think money's ruining the game Mickey well mine did I know that for (laughs) a (laughs) fact Uh, <laughs> um, I fell right into
1: that one, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the
2: old ones are the best. But um, can I can I know, put it, can I put it around the way? Is is, is the modern game now counter? No, I what? mean, <laughs> you no. Know, how can I say really? Because I'm not playing no more, and people think I'm envious. Of course I am. Um, if you understand is that it's a it's, it's an amazing amount of money that professional yeah. footballers get and, and good luck to them of course f- fantastic that they get that amount of money but is it ruined it I just think football has changed so much since I played it, it's incredible and then is it for the better I think the modern day player might say it is uh, for me I still think there's a little one or two issues I'd like to address and, and change in, in football if I could um, you know Good luck to him. I mean, I, I'm not sure whether I could be able to handle the money if I was getting it these days. But, you know, it's not about the club you play for. It's about the money you play for these days. Yeah. It's how much you got, then I'll yeah. play for you. you what
5: about
3: medals and trophies and winning stuff? I mean, sure, come on, footballers are still footballers. That's really what matters most, Well, isn't I they? mean,
2: you know, if you look at the high clubs, Chelsea, Manchester United, um, uh, to Liverpool, to some degree. I know Chelsea and United don't really like that club. But if you look at that, I mean, it, they have got fantastic history, you know. And, yeah, the players there are achieving it, they're getting medals and getting hands on players, so you can understand, you could say they deserve it. But I'm talking about the average player getting silly money. And, and football, yeah, yeah. if you look at like Portsmouth, you know, even Leeds yeah. to some degree, that like, we nearly went back. Looking at Darlington now in the conference, Doncaster, they've all, they've all been on a level where they nearly gone out of business because it's been silly money for silly players. You know, and it has ruined the game for me it definitely has ruined the yeah. game because it's not healthy you tell me a club can run a profit no. when they're paying stupid money well
3: they can't no, no, I think this is half the problem now the interesting thing is of course if you've got a very wealthy foreign owner then you can now I, I know you've been critical about a lot of the foreign ownership yeah, in yeah. the game but it's interesting actually because this gets levelled at us as Chelsea fans a lot but I don't know many Chelsea fans who would say well actually do you know what no we'd rather not have Roman Abramovich as our owner I really, there are, not there are not many people who would say that I
5: think after the way we were treated today me and Mickey are well pleased that we got Roman as our owner <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. never
5: going to need to eat again yeah. after sitting in his box today
3: yeah. well I, I'm sure I hope his box recovers well, the hospitality
5: was fantastic yeah. But yeah,
2: yeah but yeah as I said that the ground has changed there's no standing now it's all seating it's all different culture yeah. now about no atmosphere therefore no I mean I said to Calvin in the game today you know where the standing is more uh, more benefit for a fan because they can get passionate even more yeah. but yeah. when you're sitting down there you're subdued a little bit aren't I you? was standing, you standing up you stand up day. sit down, sit down so but I'm in the back so it's alright yeah, well, exactly. well
0: when we go away we stand up a lot yeah. we stood up a yeah. QPR well, all, all the game yeah.
2: yeah United fans do it all the time exactly. Away because yeah. they get the atmosphere in. well
3: actually there's a lot of people that would, would say that and you know like, a lot yeah. of people I know they would rather mu- well, much rather go away to games now yeah. than go go at home well yeah
2: my yeah, no. well, Andy does as well yeah. looks after a fair he point. prefers away yeah. games home games very, well. very,
3: very quickly Max I, n- I know you've got a run but just uh, no no know. I'm
2: not on the curfew I'm not on the licence right? okay. oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're yeah. on yeah. probation you don't have to be home, Don't we? I'm not, not on the curfew come on
3: yeah. uh, right uh, Chelsea what's going wrong with Chelsea this season I mean I think we all know but it'd be interesting to hear well,
2: your perspective I, I, my, my, my opinion is and you know wh- whether Chelsea fans will agree what I'm going to say now is, it, it might be a little bit hard hitting but I think The one thing I think, the most difficult thing I think has been happening is that the changing personnel at the top as a manager, if you keep changing that, you're going to get no continuity, you know, you're not going to, you know, a new man comes in, he wants his own players in, and there's immense pressure whoever takes over at Chelsea, Uh, Villa-Boris is an incredible pressure to meet that top four and win a trophy, because that Chelsea are built for that, a beneficiary puts a lot of money into the club, he pays for the top players, so you want trophies in the cabinet, if you don't get that, then you're going to be under pressure, you know, um, I feel sorry for whoever takes over Chelsea because it, you, know, you know you have to win trophies. Yeah. If you don't, you're going to be out of a job. And you know, fourth spot is not guaranteed for Chelsea at the moment. No. And if that was not to happen, then I think he would lose his job for sure.
3: I was going to say, what, I mean, what are your thoughts on Avb as a manager? Well, I think
2: he might. Uh, I think uh, I don't know. I think he clears his throat. I can understand him better, but I think he's in immense pressure. I really do. I I do feel sorry for him as, as an individual because he's been brought in into a situation where he's got to from the word produce results and get results because if you've seen in this season chelsea aren't the same outfit chelsea are conceding goals there's players i think chelsea for me this is only my opinion i think chelsea are in transition i think they need to get stability i think they need to get a structure that's going to work for not just this season but for the future until they do that, I think Chelsea Chelsea are going to struggle. You can't just keep bringing players in and out. You have to have a long term plan. Mm. I think Chelsea at this moment in time have got short term plan because they haven't got a manager going to be there for a number of years. Because,
3: so you don't think that Avb is going to going
2: to last? Well, then? well, drop my honest opinion. Yeah, I, think, I do. Well, if you don't reach the top four, I will not see out. him lasting. Course, because it financially it'll be a, a massive setback.
5: Kelvin. We were told a snippet today. um, Breaking news. Breaking news, yeah. And this has come from um, a prominent... Roman. (laughs) (laughs) Roman's broken his silence eight years later to talk to me and Mickey. Um, (laughs) No, no, but this has come from a prominent team member saying that uh, AVB doesn't speak to his players. He doesn't actually talk to them. He doesn't acknowledge them. When he's, if he sees them in the corridor, he walks straight past them. Mm. There's clear friction between him and the team. It's now, pathetic. if you're a 34-year-old, you know, fairly low achiever I've got so very far, strong
3: views on young managers. So,
5: okay. Yeah. I mean, I can understand he did well last season, in his first season. That's quite impressive what he achieved. At Porto. But, yeah, yeah, but all the same, in your first season, it's quite impressive to achieve what, what he did. Yeah. However... If you're 34 and you haven't achieved, achieved in, in, in the game anywhere near as much as most of our squad have, mm. you've got to have a bit more respect for them. And um, it does sound like there's certain issues between the team and the manager. He needs to get his head out of his backside, to yeah. be honest. I, um, I, I want him to succeed and I want Chelsea to stick with him because you can't have a project like that and then just blow it out of the water after a season or something. Right. But he's going to have to sort himself out yeah, and, and lose that arrogance.
4: So, yeah, but at some point, we're going to have to tip the balance of power back to our manager because I think the balance of power has been with our players for well, so yeah. long. I tend to. And, you know, and I think when we got... You say, Mickey, that a manager comes to Chelsea, they've got to win trophies. I think we were all of the understanding when AVB came in was we're going to do it a bit differently now and this is about the future. This isn't someone who's won the Champions League twice. This is surely about yeah. about building something for the future. I you last. really believe
2: there is that future with, with this guy because I think I, I'm the man sh-
4: at the helm wants... And the fans, more than anything,
2: for fans want to win trophies. They're not content to just with nothing, are they? I think, from a football p- uh, fan point of view, you want to be competing. You want to be winning trophies, and that's what it's about. I mean, Arsenal Wenger is an exception. He's still in the job because they haven't won a trophy in what five or six, seven years. But they're maybe. not happy, mate. Arsenal no, so fans are not happy. You know, you can understand the pressure, and now <laughs> Arsenal fans don't accept that, and you can understand why because they have won trophies in the past, and yeah. and, and Chelsea have, and I think. Is, is there a long-term plan for Villa boas I, I don't really believe there is. I think you, you're there now to get results and win trophies. If you don't, you'll be gone.
4: If there isn't, why, why Villas-Boas? Why not somebody who had a, an immediate track record of winning big, big things? Yeah, should we go eventually? Yeah, exactly. This is the, if, if you're right, then I don't understand the appointment, which yeah. is the really confusing thing. Um, listen, on appointments, last question for you. Uh, Mourinho, do you think he will come back or
3: should he come back?
2: Well, he, he's gone to Passes new. We know uh, he's been a, a great success at Chelsea. There's no question about that. You know, fans' favourite, they love him, etc. Uh, is it right to come back? It, w- would he come back? I, I believe, um, you know, what's gone on before maybe not be retrievable. I think maybe, you know... He could go elsewhere. I think if City are in the lookout for a new manager with their money they've got, I think that could entice him because he does like a bit of money, like we all do, I suppose. Then we do. all. But yeah, yeah, but I, I think um, Chelsea for me is it a possibility? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that. My happen.
3: my hunch and guts say no. To well, be well honest the reason maybe, why
2: I'm saying no, I think well, in the way he left in the, in the first instance, maybe and uh, maybe they they've kissed
3: and made up now. He bought me a yellow Ferrari. It can't be too bad.
2: Well, I wouldn't want to yell a yellow for I, would you? No. Uh, it's no, got to be red, uh, isn't it? I'll have him go. Guys. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Chelsea fans, and I speak to a lot of Chelsea fans, and <coughs> it would be great for the club to get him back because he knows how to win trophies and he knows what he needs, you know. And I, I don't know. I just can't see it. I think City would be the one he would go to.
3: The other thing, Mickey, about Mourinho, and if we had him back, he's probably the only manager, really, that could get away with dumping the old guard and have the strength yeah. of character and personality to, to do that.
2: Did you all think he had the strength of character initially when he was there? I don't. I they think.
3: They all, well, if, oh, yeah. No, they weren't. They were still absolutely at their peak then, which they proved several years later by winning the double, you know, and actually yeah. getting to the Champions League final, which was very well, much I Mourinho's mean, that, team. That, that,
2: that's a you know hypothetical question. Will he come back? I I've got to be honest. I, I'm not so sure whether he mm. would.
3: I don't think he will. To be honest,
2: I, I don't think he would. Um, I th- all I think about Chelsea is for the future. As you quite rightly said, is that uh, get some stability. Uh, get a get a, a structure that you know is going to be solid foundation for a number of years instead of swapping and changing. And I think you know, and I, I don't like to say it because I'm a former player, but I think he needs to shift out three or four, maybe five players that their Chelsea time is up and go and get some, you know, maybe younger players and some players for the future. At cool. this moment, Sam, I, I'll set again, I think, Chelsea in transition.
0: Chich, I'm saying now, I want Mickey Thomas as our new manager. <laughs> I second that. Imagine
5: the spirit in the dressing room.
0: Unbelievable.
3: It'd be, be at least
0: 120% proof. Yeah, it's oh, the
5: more breaking news, though. Mickey's already broken the deal, with a the deal even, with a, with another Premier League club today, which I'm not going to name. I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but Mickey's going elsewhere, so we'll have to get in quick if we're having him. Mm. <laughs> is it, it's not it's Spurs bit of joke? It? It's a bit of in joke. Yeah, I yeah. tell you what, fella.
3: Harry's off, Mickey's in. <laughs> right, one more. What I want? You
1: got more Twitter? Marco's um, said something. K seventeen, Marco Mark Worrell, just to tell him a big thanks from me for stopping by for a chat today, as he always does. Cult hero, smashing fella. Yeah. safe trip. Here, here.
2: Uh, cheers mark yeah big fan of mark he's a good lad
1: he's a top 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 lad Uh, and if it wasn't
3: for the fact that he had to do misty's nappies or do the washing up he would be here (laughs) i I, I gather Uh, was it mild mild green fairy liquid has got in the way just a very quick point you know three of these guys four of them they've all come from north america Annalise from estonia but the thing about the 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 yanks and and the people from abroad that we have found out doing this show is that when they come over here to watch a game, they give it 150% because they don't know when they're gonna get a chance to go again. And i tell you what, Mickey, brilliant, it's brilliant. Like people like this lot that put, you know, a lot of the guys that have been going for years in that stadium to shame, I tell you. Are
5: you Annalee? Yeah. Are you Cupid Stump? She is. Indeed.
3: <laughs> He's worked I it Say no more. Right, look, we have gotta let Mickey go. So I'm gonna give a big round of applause to Mickey for being brilliant and joining us tonight.
5: One Mickey Thomas!
3: There's, There's only one Mickey Thomas!
1: One Mickey Thomas! There's only one Mickey Thomas!
3: And I think we should do one more because he'll remember this. Come along! Come yeah. along! Come, come along and sing
5: this song! We're the boys in blue in Division 2, we won't be here for long!
3: Remember that one? Yeah, I thought you might. Mickey, you've been brilliant, I really appreciate Thank you coming along tonight! And safe trip back up north, mate! And come back and see us anytime you like, my I friend. I loved him
0: before. I love him even more now.
3: <laughs> Unbelievable. <I know. laughs> He's lovely. He's brilliant. Um, right, we're going to have a quick break, sadly, and then we're back to say cheerio. Real fans, real
4: opinions.
0: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're
4: listening
5: to the Chelsea Football Fancast.
4: Up the Chelsea.
3: Right, we're back to say cheerio. It's been a fantastically fun show tonight, Uh, but we've been really, really lucky to have Mickey on the show, for which I am massively grateful. Uh, We will be back next Monday to report back on the Everton game. Don't forget to send in your stories for Chris and Tell, uh, which of course we've had to uh, not do this week because A, Chris is not here, and B, we have Mickey on, which is more interesting in my opinion. But if you do want to send them in, uh, make sure they're very daft and bizarre and filled with alcohol uh also send your request for shall we sing a song to you to me on facebook or twitter at david Chidgey. only the best song stories or rumors will make the cut and if you don't send any in we do not do it it is that simple now uh with the launch of the new website we're also looking for a team of guest bloggers to join us and contribute so if you're interested in writing for the chelsea fancast website let me know again on facebook and twitter do not forget to buy the chelsea fancast t-shirts directly from our site uh, if only because I can earn more money doing that than if you buy them off Marco on the stall. <laughs> He's a stupid boy. He gives them away for a tenner and I charge you 15... What? I know, it's terrible. <laughs> there is something else on the website, though, that people can join in with. Tell what's that? Yeah, in honour of Mickey Thomas, there's a button that... But buy Mickey Thomas.
0: It's It's in honour of Mickey Thomas. It is, really, isn't it? And when you press it, it goes... Buy the boys a beer, buy the boys a beer. If you don't buy the boys a beer, we'll smack you around the
3: ear. Oi! <laughs> it's very simple. It's a button, you can get that song, and then you just donate money to us. It, I love it. The simplicity yep. of it. Do you know what? It's even better than printing your own money.
6: <laughs>
3: anyway. Psh, psh, psh. Now, uh, so don't forget to do that if you are so inclined. We do love it when you do. Now, you can follow us all on Twitter, at David Chidgy. Uh, you can follow Ross, at Ross Mooring. Dr. Mart, who is very pissed off that he's not here to meet you, is our he's yeah. our kind of right hand man. He's gone off to Tel Aviv, you know, but this is only silly fault. Anyway, you can follow him at Doctor Martin's Boots, Chris at Celery Terrorist, Darren at Darren Mantle, Pablo at Paul Jeffrey87, CFC UK at only, only a, a pound. pound. And CFC Arry net hurry up. up and CFC net at official CFC net and last by no means least, the legend that is Cheltel at Cheltel underscore CFC. F- F-
5: last but not least. At the I'm real Mickey Thomas,
3: oh, I'm know. getting there, <laughs> <laughs> and you can That's follow so Kelvin. <laughs> you can, you really can follow good. a luminary, a, ch- a member, a, a fully paid-up member of the Chelsea Twitter Twitterati is Kelvin at Chelsea Kelv, Very simple. But as he so rightly said, last but by no means least, you can follow Mickey Thomas, and he's good. He a retweets you, and he b uh, he does respond, and a lot of lot of people don't. But it's at the real Mickey T.
2: Couple of them, couple the Absolutely. Very,
3: very simple. Now, quick thanks to everybody else. Thanks uh, to uh, CFC UK, CFC Net, Chelsea in America, the lovely Miss SW6, two of whom are in here tonight. And they now know that we do thank them every week. Uh, ChelseaDuff.org, TalkChelsea.net, VitalChelsea, Vishal Morath, ColonialDistributions.com, and Christian from FamousCFC.com, and Ben Clinshaw for helping us to promote the fancast. Uh, thanks to Putney Station for providing us with alcoholic substances and, for me, a cappuccino. Uh, but also, I must thank uh, Stu for being brilliant, as always. Cheers, pleasure. Always lovely pleasure to see you. Good to see you, Darren. You too, mate. Lovely to see you. Calvin, always a pleasure to see you on the yeah, show. Yeah, thank you.
5: Enjoyed it, as are, always.
3: Uh, lovely to see you, mate. Thank you for coming along. The legend that is Chirrtale CFS. I've enjoyed
0: FFC. sitting next to Mickey Thomas more than most other podcast I've done he's, he's been the best like all guest other
3: podcasts. he has been the go. best guest hasn't he brilliant he's been brilliant and, and the last thank you very much to Mickey for being on our show thank Mickey we love you too. thank you so much mate yeah. he's here he's there he's, he's every, every fucking way, way. Mickey, Mickey, T. T. Mickey T. T brilliant stuff well done people now that's it thank you to my guests thank you to the benches thank you look, you lot for listening see you next time until then keep it blue keep it carefree and keep it Chelsea You've been listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Log
6: on to footballfancast.com
3: to get involved. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
5: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.